0: save room summer blockbuster bash COVID is dead movies are back long live cellophane except now we can't go to the movies again and delta's back so fucking movies are dead what was the one bit about long live cellophane cellophane yeah long okay. live cellophane isn't that what a uh, film is made out of cellophane <laughs> you
1: know i think it might still be made of that made of the yeah. same
0: stuff condoms you know
1: you wouldn't fuck a movie I, I would sure fuck the <laughs> movie.
0: I have a few movies in mind.
1: Oh, wow. Okay? Well, as Kevin so, I think, and in, in passionately uh, us, I'd yeah. fuck Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> That's a
0: good movie. Well, that was the one that jump-started uh, RDJ's career. Reese, restarted it, yeah. right? Because he was famous for Less Than Zero. Mm-hmm. And then he got less than zero rolls.
1: Come on, man!
0: <laughs> Addiction's hard. He was coming. What? He was, was fighting addiction? his way
1: up from his addiction. Oh my god! Um, oh, I hope he's okay. Is he I mean, good? He's doing. I think he's doing more than
0: okay these days. Hell yeah, dude! He's fucking Iron Man. But he unfriended all the Avengers. Did he really? Yeah, he, on Instagram, he unfriended all of the Avengers. Well, is it supposed think he... to be like a
1: meta? Like Iron Man is dead, so therefore. You, know, you think this is
0: a bit? It, it could be a
1: bit. <laughs> you think he's doing a bit? RDJ seems like he would commit to a right. bit, you know? Actually, he's probably migrating over to the Jeremy Renner app. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it a dating app called I've Got My uh, Bullseye on You? Or, no, should actually be called Bullseye.
0: Are you riffing? Are you riffing right now? Are you telling me you don't know about Jeremy Renner's very real app? No. <laughs> what?
1: Did it launch in tandem with the Marvel's Avengers, the game content?
0: L- listen, <laughs> you keep on trying to riff. This is a serious thing, dog. He has an actual app that you can download, okay. and sometimes he sends you personalized Renner messages. I'm
1: going to look this up real
0: quick. Reminders. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> you got me on that one. But it's true. He did have an app. It was really <laughs> weird. It was really, really weird. He also has music. Oh, cool. I hate Jeremy Renner. Can I start the show off and say I fucking sure. hate Jeremy Renner? He's the most boring part of anything that he's ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't name a movie that I liked him in. Because it doesn't exist. Oh, come on, man. It does not exist. It does. There has not been a movie that I went, wow, good job, Ren. Okay, so yeah. he was in a lot of
1: Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. We had a lot of Rise and Fall of the Renner, right? right? worst part of each of them. But I think... Hear me out. Go ahead. romance, hear me out. Endgame, right? Yeah. And even a little before that but like when you go I think it, it was in um, Age of Ultron right where you go to his idyllic farm life right with him and yeah. Lita Cardellini yeah um, there's well, something that'd s- be my idyllic love farm life too. <laughs> there's something sweet about that kind yeah. of uh, peel back of his life Okay. and I liked him in Endgame you Did know you? when his family disappears in front of his face and then he becomes this fucking like rogue uh, night ninja
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know mm-hmm. he was great in that
0: I wanted his head to get eviscerated like just destroyed in the film huh uh, the, the wrong boring human Avenger died in that <laughs> film. If you ask me,
1: <laughs> isn't he going to be back for the Disney plus show?
0: Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope he dies in like the first episode, like no. Kate Bishop accidentally, like ricochets a fucking <laughs> arrow across the room, goes straight in his neck.
1: You taught me too good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Yondu's um whatever that is, that fucking arrow. He also has arrow. an arrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got like he uses his mind to control the arrow. Is that what that is? That's a mind arrow? It's a mind arrow. I don't read the comic. He whistles at so it. I've never read a comic in my life. I know everything about Yondu. <laughs> 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 I've read plenty of Wikipedias, however. Mm. All right. Whenever but, I'm like I, I can't go back to the seventies and read fucking single issues. So no. I'm just going wiki. My mind
1: for most of these Marvel characters actually carries through like the, the films and the shows. No. Especially now with What If, where it's like Yondu uh, is the reason why Black Panther's in space. Right. And he you
0: know? he loves him like a son. This is exactly what we needed out of What If.
1: I had to look it up because I wasn't sure that they actually got Michael Rooker back for that. They did. Because it didn't sound like him. It sounded like him.
0: I don't know what it is about the What If show. He's got that smoker's like ah, I got you. I love you. You know? He you know, does that. He sounds like that. There's something about, like... ADR?
1: Yeah, the ADR uh-huh. and then the the VA for like the yeah. animated series right now where some of these actors don't sound like they did in the actual like live action movies. Like yeah. Sebastian Stan even.
0: Actually, yeah, <laughs> with Chadwick uh Bozeman for that yeah. second episode, I I could almost be like, Oh, this is probably somebody imitating him and it was like, No, it's actually him. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh wow, okay, cool. Uh yeah, yeah, you're right. There's something different, different climate. I don't mm-hmm. know different sound texture you mm-hmm. know what i'm
1: saying oh i know all about the
2: sound, sound complexity
1: <laughs> um well let's go back to the intro of this where like you said this is our summer movie episode oh yeah okay yeah uh, I agree. we should do this save room movie room right
0: save room movie room boom boom some popcorn it costs a lot
1: i want to kind of open this up and like we're going to talk about you know a handful of 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 choice movies we saw, we uh, watched star- movies. Starting time. with one that we actually saw in theaters before. Well, wait a 2nd COVID don't hit. don't we have news? We do, we do. I'm I'm just kind of I'm warming up
0: the. You room. You don't want to talk about the news. No, no, first. no, no. I'm warming up the room for the people. Right. Okay.
1: And Ooh. I, I, I kind of want to say something here too. This is this is gonna be like a kind of sentimental moment here. Oh God, I know. Hear me out. Okay. I you have and I to. we're moving right. This yeah. is this is our last podcast. Oh yeah. In this room on this floor, and I want to say yeah. It was, what, three years ago when we sat down we did the Infinity War podcast, right? I think so. That was the first kind of, like, non-video game thing we did. Right. That kind of, like, splintered off into, like, doing other, like, fun content.
0: But yeah. Because video games aren't fun.
1: Exactly. Especially uh, lately with all the fucking, yeah. you know, industry abuse and assault and stuff. Right. Not
0: good. Not bueno. We got to get out of that.
1: But that was kind of the episode, and I, I can remember it like fucking, it was yesterday, right? where that kind of kick-started our, like, kind of weekly recording spree. That's right. And I think, like, you know, to look back, we've done the most content for The Save Room Right. in this... In this area right here. In this here. area.
0: It's going to drop off real hard when we move, <laughs> is what you're trying to say, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um,
1: but no, it's it's been cool. I actually like kind of how in, in our spree here, in, in this apartment, in spray down. we've cultivated a community of cool people, we have. right? Uh, like-minded people. We've done a lot of good stuff here. I think some yeah. of my favorite episodes we've done
0: here. True. We'd yeah. be nothing without two things. Hmm. The community, the hmm. save roommates, and our constant threats to gamers, You're not safe, gamers. You're not safe. What was the tweet you made yesterday? I'm going to go back in time and stop video games. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think I got off stream and I said Mm -hmm. to myself, uh, gaming wouldn't be what it is today without gamers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back in time and stop video games from being invented. Is this like the plot to go back in time and kill Hitler? Yes, but worse. It's like Hitler squared, because there's a bunch of Hitlers. They're called gamers. (laughs) 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 Wow. That's that's passion. Kaleidoscope of Hitlers Um, throughout time.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope you find your way back home on these these quantum leaps to kill gamers. It's a suicide mission. How far back do you think you have to go? Like, you probably have to go back to the first gamer.
0: I wish I knew the answer to this, but probably for the first person that, like... Just kind of got bored and started Mm -hmm. kicking a can. I have to kill them. (laughs) It was probably some Russian like developer. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. I don't want to kill the guy that made Tetris. That would be rough. That would be a bummer. I love Tetris. I love Tetris, too. Tetris Effect, pretty good. But it's a part of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a game. Yeah. Right. So here's the
1: thing. If you go back in time and you kill all gamers, right? do you therein kill all games?
0: What do we do? I'm trying to kill... I'm okay so it's <laughs> it has to be as little of a surface area as possible right like i don't like i if i wanted to kill all gamers today it'd be a big job huge job <laughs> but not scalable right no you could get some people right. for that you can
1: get john wick you can get nobody you, you get want, a me, crew. You
0: yeah, want me to get uh fictional slash fortnite crossover characters to come in and help me kill the yeah, game actually i think i would, mean it, it will trick them for some reason they like they like john wick a lot yeah but, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go back in time and find single points of failure is what I like to call them, which is individuals that invented <laughs> video games. And I'm I'm going to – it's going to be restful sleep for them. Sure. Right? I don't, I don't like the word kill when I'm talking about these ideators because they're not the ones that are gamers themselves. They're just somebody that just said, hey, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not a crime. But the consequences that cascaded through time, i.e. gamers mm-hmm. – is the crime that I need to nullify. It's a time so, crime. It's like Minority Report, but not at all because of the time travel. It's like Time Cop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, well, let's bring it back to movies. Movies! Hello! Hey, so
1: do we want to plug the podcast at all before we jump into this? Let's just do this. Let's do this. Let's okay, do this. so there's, no there's been some, no, there's been some flyby news here. We're not going to write for this like we would a normal episode. Here's the first bit. Idris Elba... Has been confirmed as Knuckles, in the Sonic sequel movie.
0: Knock knock, yeah. open up the door again. Amazing,
1: it's me. Wow. Would you have expected that? No, no, <laughs> no.
0: didn't we have like a, a fan cast for Knuckles? Who did we say Knuckles should be?
1: Um, there were a lot of people. I think I might have pulled John Leguizamo for John it Leguizamo at a point. or Christian Slater.
0: Right. I think these were all options for Knuckles. Hey, so you yeah. know how I hate Sonic and everything sure. to do with it. Um, I don't know much about Knuckles as a character. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, given his name mm-hmm. is something that's attached to Fist, mm-hmm. that he's a tough guy. Yeah. Right? He's so a tough like, guy. So, like, do you think... Uh, t- so, tough guy direction, if we mm-hmm. didn't go with Idris? Like, who's, like, a tough guy that we can... Like, would you have, like, Dolph Lundgren <laughs> <as> Knuckles?
2: <laughs> no. You know? No, like, I don't think strong? that.
1: So, when I imagine it in my head, it's more of, like, a voice cast than it is like a tough guy cast right because right. it's like okay you got people like dave batista right maybe he can make a,
0: cool he's a tough guy he's pretty tough he's a pretty tough guy uh, i know
1: there was murmurings of the rock dwayne johnson the rock dwayne Dr- Dr- it,
0: johnson or is it
1: the other way around dwayne the rock johnson
0: it is dwayne the rock johnson
1: i should know this i read his uh, biography in middle school did you
0: actually i did if he was in middle school, he didn't do, like, half of the shit. No, that was, no. When I worse. was in
1: middle school, I read his biography.
0: That's what I'm saying. If yeah. you were in middle school, he didn't accomplish, like, half of the shit that he has now. Yeah, but he was still known He's as... also gotten, like, five times larger. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, in the last he's ten years. He's a massive man. He is humongous. So, you seen his stack of uh, pancakes he eats in the morning? Really? Yeah. Well, Are they
1: protein pancakes? Yeah,
0: he does, yeah. He does like, just pro-meals, <laughs> right? Because okay. then, then he's like, all right, I've got to go work out for four hours. And it's like, what the fuck? Hmm. Four hours? He's like, yeah. Okay. Really okay. work up a sweat. So who else? Who else is a tough guy? Who else is a tough guy? Um, Wouldn't it be Vin. Well, Vin Diesel comes from the VO space. You know what I'm saying? He's done Iron Giant. Oh, right. Uh He motherfucking is Groot. So mm. a lot of range here. He's going to be in that new Ark series, too. <laughs> He's going to be in Ark too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's... That doesn't seem like a mistake. Like, again, got to go back in time stop yeah. video games because there's so many mistakes that have occurred throughout this uh, mm-hmm. these years. Um, I don't know. Maybe. But Idris Elba, I don't think, is a bad choice at all. I think that's a great choice. I think I love Idris Elba. He's great. You ever seen Luther? No, I haven't. That's uh, one of the best shows. Dude. One, one of my oh friends, Brittany, is
1: always saying, like, you got to watch Luther. You got to watch Luther. Like, I, I feel. Kind of
0: keep forgetting that he's the main in that. That's literally a statement that for some reason, for a lot of people that I know, will make them never watch a thing. That's me. You gotta watch this. And it's just like, well, time to eviscerate this from my memory. (laughs) I think, yeah, he's a good choice for it. Again, not like somebody
1: that I would have imagined for it, but a lot of people are really stoked about this, particularly like, you know, the black community, right? Because Knuckles at this point has been kind of very much like kind of adopted by the black community between like, oh, really? yeah, yeah. It, well, it started with the weird like meme space of like, um, no, it's always memes. huh? Yeah. It started there, but then it kind of like branched from that where it's always been this kind of known thing where it's like, yeah, knuckle knuckles is black. And that's been just kind of thing where it's like, oh, well he belongs to us. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I always think of like that Dave Chappelle draft episode where it's like, oh, we're going to draft these people to like our, our race brackets. But everybody's like, yeah, knuckles known black and people are stoked about this. Okay. Good memes, good energy about
0: it uh, I think he's going to kill it I, I think he's going to kill it too The yeah. movie has the potential of being absolute dog shit though Like remember <laughs> uh, While while me walking into So when I saw the movie in theaters With you, mm-hmm. pretty sure I was on an edible
1: Oh of course Yeah. Usually when we go see movies Usually big budget movies yeah. I want to be on an edible
0: <laughs> uh, And uh, I was like yeah that was fun Sonic farted in one scene mm-hmm. And I watched it again Right? Yeah we think,
1: rewatched it because you bought it for me for
0: Christmas. Right. Like, I, we got to watch it. Man. I don't even like, think we watched your copy. I think it was like on a streaming service. <laughs> actually, it, was, I, it was on prime. My copy's still wrapped. Yeah. So, right. yeah. so, um, <laughs> and I watched it again. and I was like, Oh wow. This is, I didn't laugh once.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't laugh once either. And like the thing is that when we saw like it in theaters, movie. I was enjoying it because it, it warmed my heart with like the little Sonic, like kind of like nostalgia touches. The Sega touches and, like, the little themes and
2: stuff.
1: <laughs> or even, like, the opening, like, title screen where it's, like, all these Sega classic games, right? Here you in, in it. Yeah, it was awesome. But I laughed maybe two times. Yeah. And when you're like, we gotta rewatch it, I was like, I don't think we do because I got that movie the first time. This is, that,
0: That's the problem <laughs> with the movie, man. When I play the Sonic games, I'm always laughing at yeah. how comically bad <laughs> those titles are. So it's like, they got the comedy,
1: yeah. like, wrong. So... Here's kind of the thing, though, right, about this. What is the thing about this? We're missing one last piece of the Sonic 2 puzzle. Shadow. No, Tails.
0: Oh, who yeah. cares? What? Oh, come on. Really? People like Tails? Yeah. People like Tails? People like Tails. Tails is cool.
1: People Tails like, like t- Tails. What are you asking me, really? I'm
0: just trying to figure out if this is real or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, people... It was always kind of a thing where, like, when Sonic 2 came mm-hmm. along, people were like, oh, yeah, there's a companion character now. Granted, like, Tails didn't really do much
0: but can i can i ask their inclusion so, was pretty so people good. like tails mm-hmm. uh isn't his name like miles tails per hour or some stupid yeah, shit no you got it
1: miles tails probably
0: really? really yeah okay uh what is it that people like about this character
1: um he's an aerospace engineer he's cool he's there for sonic you know how like snake has that like Autocon? yeah like tails is sonic's Autocon. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what?
0: So he pisses himself whenever faced with uh, dangerous situations? Maybe a little bit.
1: Maybe Tails is a little bit of a coward. Okay. But always right there on. for his bro.
0: Well, right... Yeah, who do we... Did they not... No, not they at cast all. It as Tails? Yeah. But they went straight to Knuckles? They went
1: straight to Knuckles.
0: Which is... like he doesn't matter. <laughs> Which is crazy to me because it's like
1: we knew Tails was going to be in the sequel. We didn't know that about Knuckles. We could have assumed because... Dr. Robotnik ends up in Mushroom Hill Zone, which right. is a Sonic
0: and Knuckles location. Right. So we skipped straight to the fourth we, game, because two and three are bad. Two and three are... Uh, they're okay. So they're not, the, they're not my favorites. So on one and four are your favorites? Three and four. Three and four are your favorites? Three favorite. and four. Okay. Well, well, actually... actually we skip three, because it's bad.
1: No, no. We gotta, we gotta rephrase this. So three, and then Sonic and Knuckles, because Sonic 4 is a different game altogether.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh i have oh, to reel oh, that in oh, oh there is a part four yeah, okay, that people gotcha.
1: hated because it was kind of like episodic and yeah. everybody was like oh this is really really bad
2: mm.
0: okay
1: Fair um enough. but i kind of want to like a female actress to, to voice tales hmm. tales as a girl no but you know how like sometimes like female actresses will voice male characters oh yeah yeah of like you know like regina king like in the boondocks like i think like tara strong would be cool for tales
0: tara strong is yeah. tales all yeah. right something yeah. like that yeah I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I literally, there's nothing in my body that's excited about the idea of Tails being on the big screen. I don't. I don't okay. Like none of it. Like does anything for. Get Shadow in there. Okay. With duelsies. He's like, shooting up the place. Like two guns. Like two fucking guns. Shit. Okay. And he shoots that cop son of a bitch. <laughs> i I'm okay with that because I'm not a big movie. James Marsden fan. Yeah, James Marsden just fucking. Yeah. Dead is... Uh, dead this bitch. <laughs> Anywho. We got
1: another bit of news. What? Yeah, and it's about a movie that we've seen. So maybe we can kind of, like, jump from here. We could just throw it in there. Right? Uh, the Rock is not returning. For what, fast... Ten and fast ten part two.
0: Fast ten and fast <laughs> ten and ten again. Yeah. Is that <laughs> how they're doing two. it?
1: They're doing like a part yeah. one and part two for it.
0: It's a two part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they Jesus. already went to space. I don't know what the fuck they could do. They're probably gonna journey to the center of the earth. <laughs> I would watch that. Just fucking drive Mustangs <laughs> into the core. <laughs> like a
1: dodge down race <laughs> off
0: through magma. Yeah.
1: Um It'd be like that one scene from um Godzilla versus King Kong where they like literally go to the center the of The Underearth.
0: Yeah. What was it called? Was it called uh, the The Under Earth or It
1: was like a whole nother planet the that, inner space that, that kong was from right yeah and he was like oh
0: here's my throne and stupid bullshit and we used to fight all the zillas and whatnot i don't know what was going all on the zillas. i liked it though; it was a cool part of the movie i was like oh there should be more of the movie and then mm-hmm. it was like it was five minutes of that film yeah and then they killed a character that i did not care about at all i was like i forgot you're in the movie and then you exploded
1: they do that with a lot of the human characters, and I'm just like, I don't give yeah. a fuck about you guys.
0: Yeah, literally, their death scene's a reminder that they're ever in the film. <laughs> um, yes, but so the other part of this is um, so people are like, well, why wouldn't The Rock want to return as his famous character, Hobbs, who even got a spin off film, Hobbs and Shaw, right alongside Jason, Jason Statham, which was an okay film it was fun it was okay it. vanessa kirby lights my mind on fire <laughs> so that's why i love that movie
1: yeah i remember you were like hey do you want to go see hobbs and sean i'm like no not really and you keep trying to like sell me on like vanessa kirby i'm like no i know she's very yeah. attractive but like yeah. i don't give a fuck i was like very burnt out on the fast
0: i went to go see it with brian franchise didn't see it with you oh okay wow all right it's okay sometimes see you see movies without me it's okay that's true i do it a lot yeah i do it a lot um i did it a lot back in the mm-hmm. day uh, something about COVID has kind of slowed down that uh, output. But anyway, <laughs> so apparently on the set of, I think, what, Fast and Fear whatever the eighth one was with Charlie's Theron. Wasn't that um, Fate? Fate of the Furious. Thank you for keeping that continuity all <laughs> well, straight. Well,
1: there's a, there's a rhyme scheme about it. That's true. That's
0: yeah. true. Um, and Fast of the Past. <laughs> this is the next
2: one.
0: Uh, Vin Diesel, apparently, shit. <laughs> and the rock cereal they they wow. got into it on set uh i know Dwayne made a few comments about how like oh most of the people on set are completely lovely lovely professionals mm-hmm. except for some jabronis <laughs> basically. Oh, you would call him a jabroni. yeah and like so vin diesel when he was doing press oh, for fast nine was talking about uh he, like somebody asked him about the rock situation and he was just like you know i i, I, I you know he does his voice yeah. and um he he's like as a producer because apparently he's the producer in these films he wants to get the most out of his actors, so he really pushed people, and he felt like, you know, it was a situation of like tough love is basically how... I think he was probably trying to make up for him just being stupidly like verbally abusive and an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the rock was like, I'm not gonna play this, I'm fucking probably more famous than you at this point. Which no, undoubtedly more famous. Yeah, he's more famous than me. <laughs> like like if you had to make me choose where it's like, all right, there's lava and there's a fucking lever, mm-hmm. and you gotta fucking pull the lever for Vin or the Rock, like I'm 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 pulling twice for Vin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then you're pulling a third one for fucking uh, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he's already in the lava. Yeah. You can see his bones. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's why he won't return to the Fast movie. Okay, very So I guess we're not getting a sequel to Hobbs and Shaw.
1: No, um, so that's a different thing where I think yeah. The Rock was still saying, yeah, I will show up in Hobbs and Shaw. There will be another Hobbs no,
0: and Shaw No, he didn't say that, did he? He said he was done with Fast anything.
1: No, he was just done with the Fast like mainlines, that he wouldn't be back for 10. Are you...
0: Are, you sh- are Can
1: you verify... Are
0: can we? Are you are you able to validate this information? Because I read something where he says, I'm done with anything fast. (laughs) I'm done with anything fast. Rockets. Cars. (laughs) He's he's like, I'm slow going from now on, okay? (laughs) All right? I'm 40-something, I think. I'm going to go back to my
1: islands of Samoa and do another fucking Moana movie. (laughs) Is is the island called Samoa? I know nothing of this world. Is it true? I think they were called like the Samoa Islands. Okay, gotcha. There's no fact-checking that's going to happen in this episode. Okay. We didn't write a damn thing.
0: Well, I'm just saying, don't <laughs> expect a Hobbs and Shaw, considering how the the late, latest movie ended. It might be Han and Shaw.
1: Oh, wow. Bro. I want to I wanna say another yeah. thing here. This is another bit of news. Oh, kind yeah. of on the fly fast and yeah. loose with it. Scarlett Johansson yeah. is suing Marvel and Disney.
0: Marvel and Disney, yeah. huh? <laughs> the wow. collective
1: conglomerate that is. Getting in there. I think it's for like $50 million.
0: Uh, chump change.
1: Yeah. Because of the whole like contract where like, I guess she didn't agree to it being on Disney Plus, And when it tanked at the box office, mm. she felt that like that wasn't fair to like her earnings or her career.
0: Did Black Widow tank at the box office? I mean, that what's ha- happened there? it
1: didn't pull as much as it could have. And I, okay. the thought is that like it being streamable, mm-hmm. even though like you still have to pay 30 bucks for it.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people yeah. or a lot of people in Hollywood very incensed at these corporations just going like, hey, we want to like have an anchor or a draw for a streaming service. So we're going like, to, like, HBO, for instance, HBO Max, Warner Brother owns it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Warner Brothers, but all, both of them. Warner Brothers owns it. And they've been releasing movies left and right on the platform. Mm-hmm. And people are going, like, well, that's the reason these movies are failing. And God damn it, that's why I'm not getting my dividends and my toy sales and mm-hmm. blah, 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 And, you know, freaking out. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it does sound like uh, the rug was pulled out from a lot of these people. Like the director of Dune, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, Denis Villeneuve nailed it uh he he is very pissed off that dune's coming out to hbo max i think he fought against it wow but he was like i'm not gonna sue because like i have a sequel in the works like Mm. i want to make i want to make sure all of my movies come out and people remember me as being a legendary sci-fi director which he is already thanks to blade runner 2047 Mm. by the way such a good movie fucking fantastic movie god damn it he's a great director i'm excited for i i give no shits about dune i'll be honest about that but I am excited to see another sci-fi movie from this director because mm-hmm. that is obviously his comfort zone. So give him, give him all of it.
1: It's kind of going to be the thing, though, like going forward, right? Where I feel like mm. directors and companies are going to be fighting against this new force that is, right? Where it's like my like companies like Warner Brothers or, or Marvel, they're going to be like, well, we need our movie to be accessible. We're not going to necessarily force people to go to theaters, right? So like... We kind of have to split the difference, right?
0: Yeah, I, I'm. This is something I'm not mad about, right? Like, obviously, we've been going back to theaters, and like, uh, we're both we're both vaxxed mm-hmm. and double was, vaxxed during the summer. You know, it was before Delta started coming our mm-hmm. way. I'm pretty, pro- very much going to slow down our output of going to movie. Yeah, theaters. I think it was like,
1: like when. June was the first time yeah. we went back. We saw Quiet Place Part Two, which will probably be like the first thing we talk
0: about. I don't, that will be the first thing you talk yeah. about. But yeah, like even when we went to the theaters, like they were empty, mm-hmm. right? It, part of it is like the area that we live in. It's like not like the most banging area in the world. That's mm-hmm. why we're fucking moving, bro. We're getting out of here. We're going to Party Central.
1: I don't know. That particular place is mm-hmm. usually popping.
0: The landing, yeah, out by here, Little yeah, landing area, yeah, yeah, that's they do true.
1: Fucking side work, art. but it's like they got every time
0: we've gone to see a movie, like it's been fucking crickets in those theaters. <clears throat> yeah, lately, right. yeah, um, no, even back in June, back in June, it was completely empty. Like when it was quote unquote okay. Well, no,
1: I'm saying so lately, like in in the last eighteen months, right? Of, oh, you mean of COVID. you mean because pre-COVID since the COVID, when pandemic. we saw Sonic there? Yeah, packed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to think about Sonic again. (laughs) I hate Sonic.
1: But, like, so what do you think, I don't know, kind of needs to be, like, the give on this, right? Because, like, it's it's hard to tell from, like, a consumer and watcher standpoint, like, Hmm. how much streaming services are actually bringing in in terms of revenue for these new blockbusters and how much are actually going back, right? Because I'm sure it's, like, there's probably deals in place, right? Like, where it's like, hey, well, we're going to put this movie on our streaming service and we're going to give you, like, X amount of, like, kind of, finite money, right? Here's, like, $50 million to, like, put King Kong versus Godzilla on our show. Right, right. Something like that. Yeah,
0: I I don't know like, how this is, like, shaken out for, let's say, you know, HBO Max for instance. Are they seeing, like, up subscriber counts because they've been, you know, they're gonna have like Matrix Four out this year mm-hmm. and Dune and all this shit. I, I I don't know how that's been working out for their business model. It always seems like it's a little bit of a cleaner, like just because we know it, yeah, better, like the 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 box office of like, hey, go to a theater, pay fucking twelve to twenty five dollars yeah. for a fucking movie ticket. Get destroyed at the concession stand to buy food that's gonna make you bloated and feel like shit while Mm -hmm. you watch it. A lot of salty stuff. Bing, boom, boom. Like you understand, like how that arrangement works. Uh, Streaming services don't like to tell people how things do or what the the dollar value behind like people maybe buying Mulan or Black Widow on Disney Plus. Like, what are the sales for that? Well, I feel
1: like that actually might that make like in my head I could more visualize those numbers, right? Because HBO Max, like that's a subscription service that like. A lot of people might already have, like, baked into Hulu or whatever. Like, that's how I have sure. it, right? Um, and I know they do, like, limited releases for, for their things. Like, Mortal Kombat's no longer on there. King Kong isn't on there anymore. I think Space Jam 2 just left. Thank fucking Thank God. God. <laughs> I watched 30 minutes oh, of the movie. Oh, <laughs>
0: shit. I watched the whole thing. We, we got to put that on the list. I <laughs> was so bored. We got to put it on the but list. It sucks.
1: Yeah, so, like, those movies come and go, and then it's, like, they're still in yeah. theaters kind of simultaneously. Well, and even with, like, a, a film like... Uh, Green Knight, they did a, a similar thing where it's like for one weekend or one day. One. It was, day it was a full night. <laughs> it was available on streaming yeah. services. For sure. Disney Plus, though, it's like well, you have the subscription, but you still have to pay $30. For a lot of these movies. Yeah,
0: right? which is like, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing these um, companies do different things. But yeah. It's like I like the HBO Max thing because it's just like, yo, these movies are just available day and date. You don't have to pay extra money. I don't have to do anything special. They're just there. Yeah. Right. Now, again, from the business side, I don't know how that's shaken out for them. I don't know if that's a good thing. Obviously, it's pissing off the old guard of Hollywood. It's pissing off Scarlett Johansson. It's pissing off ScarJo. Who's but like I say, already a millionaire. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. And <laughs> <laughs> it, But like, it's a very, I, I can't see it as a anti-consumer move it's a very pro-consumer move to say hey we're in the middle of a pandemic Mm -hmm. you still want to be entertained because life sucks we got king kong over here on this fucking streaming service 15 bucks a month bingo bingo right i think i think that's been great i love that yeah like i love that in fact i think like yo this is like fuck what the business side is i love that as a consumer and i want more of that and i think that really this they're a little ahead of their time, right? Like, the, so the CEO that made all these choices for WB that was just like, everything's going to be on our streaming service, mm-hmm. his investors wanted to fucking oust him instantly. Oh, I'm sure. In fact, I think he already had to step down. Wow. But it was like, no, dude, this dude was like fucking in the year 3000. <laughs> he was right. And he'll continue to be right. Okay. Oh, things are gonna get normal by the end of the, you know, fall twenty twenty one. Oh, here comes Delta and Lambda, ready to fuck your mouth. <laughs> like, like, no, dude, we're in a pandemic. Let let stream the movies, stream the blockbusters. What's the problem?
1: I think like the option is super important these days, right? I like, think so too. The, the thing where it's like we're gonna force people to go right. to theaters, like. The director of Candyman. Like, I get that you want your movie to be
0: experienced. It's a communal experience. Yeah, like,
1: I totally, totally get that. COVID is
0: a very communal virus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, It doesn't care where you are. You could be at Lollapalooza. You could be watching The Green Knight. And it's just kind of one of those things. But, like, the option now is super important to people and consumers. If you want to go to the theater, you're probably going to go anyway, right? But Mm. for you and I, I think, like, in the past, I don't know, like, 18 months or so, however long this has been going on... I think 80% of the movies we've just decided to watch, like, you know, from home when we're able to. There have been a few where it's like, this is like a, a movie we gotta see in theaters.
0: And this is something that's only happened in the last few months.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, from, from June and on for us. So it's literally only been like yeah. two and a half months, which is right. crazy to think.
0: Right. But I still, you know, if I have access, like Suicide Squad is a good example. If I have access to mm-hmm. a movie at home, I might just be like, oh, I don't need to go to the theater for this mm-hmm. one. It's, it's right here right now. Yeah. Like, that's great. And I don't have to... You know, I, I know we're we're both vaxxed, but it's like we could still be carriers for like a new Oh yeah. Version. No, I've I've known a lot of people who and take are, out all the grandmas. <laughs> I know a lot
1: of people who are double vaxxed and right. still got sick because of Delta or whatever, and it's like yeah. it hit them harder than I've heard reports of the initial uh strains hitting people. So it's no joke, right? Like right. so for something like that where it's like, Yeah, I would love the option to be able to watch a movie from home. Um, future releases, like again, Candyman and I think actually Shang Chi. They said that that's not going to be streamable from home. Yeah, it's like 40, they
0: made a deal with AMC, 45 day exclusivity, where it's like, it's in theaters, like it'll stay in theaters. Yeah. And
1: I would be interested to see how many people just wait that out.
0: (sighs) Yeah, that's a good question too, because I really want to see that movie. I don't know where I'm quite, like, I'm still at this threshold of like, I feel okay, Going to like an empty fucking theater. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go to like a midnight showing no, or anything stupid like that. Like, I have just a matinee because I know the theaters that we choose are usually fucking empty. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, it's like it's a thing in the back of your head, right? Where it's like, mm, if this was available at home, I probably just prioritize that. That's like, that's where I'm at, right? Yeah. And I think that, like, yeah, fucking again, in the year 3000, HBO Max was in the year 3000 and people want to like smash them around. I'm just like, yeah all change is uncomfortable you're gonna get sued you're gonna Mm -hmm. get yelled at you're gonna get the old guard getting mad you're gonna get scarjo lawsuits but it's the direction dog Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's the direction it has to be yeah i'm not saying theaters will die i think they're just gonna be more of a novelty in the future sure uh unless covid goes away tomorrow (laughs) no literally if it goes away because like again people are ingrained with that shit now where they're like i literally get like a little irritated when i can't uh buy something on VOD. I think it was wonderful for us to, like, uh, one of the movies that we're going to talk about, and we should talk about movies in, like, literally three seconds. But yeah. uh, nobody mm-hmm. fucking just vauded that shit. I was like, I'm happy to rent this for, like... Because, like, when you think about the, the, the value deal... Both of us would have to pay like fifteen bucks for our theater mm-hmm. to go watch nobody. Paid fifteen bucks like once. Yeah. Actually, no, it was way cheaper. It was, it was like, like six or seven. It was dollars. like seven bucks. Yeah. I was like, That's fucking great.
1: Same deal when we watched um Freaky back in January right. for my birthday. It I was bought like, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was like eight bucks. I'm like, yeah. cool. This is great. Like, I still own
0: that. That's still on my like whenever I turn on my PS5, it's like, do you want to watch Freaky again?
2: I'm like, like kind, kind of. of. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> Freaky good. Freaky was Surprisingly great. Surprisingly
0: good. <laughs> I wanted a sequel so bad to Freaky. That would be great. They'll do it. They should do it <laughs> where's our happy birthday three happy death day Three.
1: Oh, i didn't actually watch happy happy birthday to you or whatever oh two
0: is yeah. so good you have to watch it it's so weird it goes sci-fi
1: i actually like it it's very like heavy sci-fi it's heavy sci-fi which is really really it's cool such a weird about face i watched I like the it. first 30 minutes of it and it was one of those movies where yeah. like i kept falling asleep to it so okay. like i never got through okay it's it not a good
0: sign for exciting movies. it's just me
1: <laughs> like i'll fall asleep to i could fall asleep to something fascinating of course of so course. All right, but yeah, movies. Let's get into it. Um, we have a list of movies. First we saw. movie we saw back in theaters after yep. we double vaxed was A Quiet Place Part Two. Yes, which technically released, I guess, into a limited release like last year. Did it? Yeah, in 2020. I don't remember that. Yeah, at it started all. to release and then they kind of pulled it. Yeah, did yeah. It was supposed release.
0: to come out last year, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a Quiet Place Part Two. I think both of these movies together are very strong. Like set companion pieces, companion pieces yeah. but this one in isolation is uh more of the same and that's not a bad thing actually i i wasn't bored by more of the same i just mm-hmm. understood that mechanically this movie <laughs> didn't do anything really different than what the first film did mm-hmm. um the only variation i would say is they showed more of the monsters this time yeah. more of the fucking like super fast like uh I don't even know. Fuck it. It looks like something out of the 90s, right? Like, mm-hmm. like fucking monster toys that you would have where it's like, here's a crazy slingshot monster coming at you. They kind
1: <laughs> of remind me of like the Independence Day monsters, but like Kinda. kind of more feral, like bounding on all fours. They look
0: like little Cloverfield boys. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's kind of like
1: Demogorgons even. Demogorgons, yeah, correct. We got there.
0: Correct. We Yeah, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> but I overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it a lot. I think... Um, Mr. Krinsinsky mm-hmm. is a very competent director yes. for somebody who I've only ever seen two films from. Uh, I want to see him do maybe something outside of this universe, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I I thought that was um strong fucking movie. Great performances. Mm-hmm. Cillian Murphy crushed it. Uh, he was
1: actually, like, super surprising in that movie.
0: Oh, man. Dude, I You know what? I, my initial thought when I, when I saw it. First of all, he's playing really, I wouldn't say against type because he does a lot of very varied roles but mm. um he's playing like a hick in this one right an angry surly hick mm-hmm. uh that's lost his wife and whatnot and i was just like yo he's like lost in this role right now and i'm like you don't have to go that hard for <laughs> this movie but you are <laughs> it's interesting
1: too cuz like you see the dynamic of him like <clears throat> pre-event and post-event where like yeah which i love how this movie opens up right like it starts on day 1 essentially mm-hmm. where like the invasion happens and they're at a baseball game and you see him being like jovial you know and Murphy and it's really really great I, w- I
0: wonder if anyone listening doesn't know the plot of like <laughs> A Quiet Place basically the world ended because aliens came down mm-hmm. that have super hearing if you fucking make any sort of noise if you fart too loud yeah. they will instantly eviscerate you listening
1: to this podcast yeah. will make you be eviscerated
0: right listen to this lower because yeah. no, they'll they hear. shot 90s monsters coming at you <laughs> <Man>. <laughs>
1: they'll hear there's something about the, the DBs of our voices that yeah. just kind of attract them
0: oh we got some dvs dude
1: so yeah that's the basic plot and okay. then like it is such like a a quick evasive apocalypse basically where i feel like overnight the whole situation turns because these things are like ruthless they come at you quick they come at you fast
0: yeah they're and, just like hate machines and if you don't <laughs>
1: adapt you die like almost immediately because it's like oh well we got to learn what their weakness is oh they can hear and then they're in well we got to use sound to basically stop them and it took like over a year for them to even figure that out. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. um, John Krasinski and his daughter, uh, played by Millicent Simmons. I think her name is who is amazing. She's and back in this one. And she's, she's incredible. Great. She's incredible. Is, incredible and, in This one, like, actually, I love that they brought back like the core cast again, because right. like they work really well together. And like, you get the sense of like, not only that, like, you know, they're a family off screen and on screen, but like her particularly, she's had a chance to develop her, you know, her acting chops is like a hard of hearing person. It's really awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: no she's a standout silly murphy's a standout um, i
0: missed that that was my thought i miss seeing Cillian murphy mm-hmm. in like just fucking schlock like i missed like i missed his scarecrow you know because oh, he, he did, was
1: so good at yeah, scarecrow he
0: did like peaky <laughs> blinders and all that sure. and people got a lot of whack haircuts in response to that but that's like a serious drama thing mm. i i love seeing him in genre shit right because that that's when i met mr murphy in 28 days later Oh, that's true. Right? So, like, I love seeing him do genre shit where he's fucking, like, reacting to monsters and running yeah. and firing shotguns. It's I like him when shit. he's a bad
1: guy, too. Like, and yeah. like in Red Eye, right? And Red Eye! And what's thought, Craven, man? And I thought that's how he was going to be yeah. posited in this. Because, like, some of the, the trailers, like, the way they frame him, like, he's going to be a bad guy. And, like... I thought so, too. No, he's, like, this very, like... I mean, at first, he's a little resistant. And he yeah. kind of has, like, this what is it? The governor from walking dead arc where like he's, he's (laughs) he's keeping like dead bodies and stuff. Yeah. He's doing weird stuff. Um, but,
0: and at that, his and core that, that, he that's is a one, good guy that's one fail like you meant that's one failing of the movie because it kind of hints at like yeah he was just really sad about his wife so he kept her body <laughs> and then it never like does like no character approaches him about it no, no. one goes like hey what's up dude <laughs> um <laughs> well because only
1: one character really figures it out
0: yeah and well he's like away somewhere else yeah. like yeah that's but like, um, like the sun
1: figures it out while Cillian and millicent simmons are trying right. to find the island
0: Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's 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 a weird thing where it's like, man, my only issue with this series is the fact that it feels like a series. As in, it could be like Netflix movies that are meant to watch you know, be watched back to back because mm. like the way that this movie ends is so fucking abrupt. So like yeah. come see part three that I'm just like, I almost felt like I just needed to wait like maybe like three minutes for Netflix. To ask me, are you still watching <laughs> part three is up next dog. Yeah. You know, Damn. I'm just like, yeah, that's what it felt like. That's the only failing of this movie. Like it really, like if you were to watch it by itself, it's like an, in- an interesting, good film, mm-hmm. but you'll be like, well, wait, what is this? Like you won't get the whole picture, right? Yeah. Which I I do like about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that. But it, it's just such a thing where it's like, what if this is the only sequel that comes out for this? It would be so disappointing because they literally, like, there's so much about this world that mm-hmm. they didn't even fucking touch.
1: <laughs> so, like, the first movie, that's our intro to that world, right. those characters. It's a great intro. And it's super fascinating. You're like, what's actually happening here? And there's still such a mystique about it. And if they stopped there, it would have been fine. Um, I'll draw a parallel, right? 10 Cloverfield Lane. Right? Yeah. Where the end of that movie uh, ends with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead going off to fight this fucking, like, Cloverfield War. Right? We never got a sequel to that. Right, We which... got fucking Cloverfield Paradox instead. But, like, <laughs> if we had stopped there as, like, oh, man, they're gonna come up with a way to, like, fight this invasion, our mind could have spun it would have been cool. But, yeah, you're right. This one does leave you in kind of, like, a cliffhanger spot of, like, shit, there's, there's gonna be a third one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Where it's, like, there has to be a third yeah. one. Because, like, what the fuck's next, right? <laughs> but... But otherwise, like, I, I really enjoyed it. I think there's a few things that I didn't uh, love. Mm-hmm. For instance, I forget the actor's name. And he's a great actor. He's in Guardians. He, mm-hmm. he Like, he showed up in the beginning of it. Um, I'm going to look this up because I don't want to fucking... I don't want to talk out of my fucking ass, sure. bro. I'm going to butcher this, but uh, uh, Juman Hunsu's Su's role. Mm-hmm. He's he just credited as Man on the Island. And he shows up and he's a great actor. And he's got this cool situation going on. And then the, this fucking white hillbilly gets him killed almost instantaneously. Oh, yeah.
1: No, he's like the leader of the island, yeah. right? And
0: he goes out of his... After, like, having his whole situation that he's been protecting... Like just Like, blown up. Blown up <laughs> and obliterated by yeah. these idiots. Because uh, they didn't know they had a fucking creepy crawly on their boat or whatever the fuck. Like, he still helps them and then gets, like, fucking sacrificed. And a lot of people, like, pointing out and just going, like, they, mm, that's not... <laughs> like, okay, cool. You have a black character just there to... Both only forward the plot of the white characters and also mm. die. And I was like, it's such a noticeable thing where it's just yeah. like, I'm like, what the fuck did y- y'all? What the f- like? Have you never seen Night of the Living Dead? How did mm. we get here? <laughs> How did we get here in yeah, 2021? And, like thinking
1: of like the first movie, there's not a single like black actor in that movie.
0: Yeah, um, so that that was like a rough thing where it's like,
1: okay, cool, I guess. So my thoughts on this movie, um, the first one, obviously, like in a silo on its own. It's it's kind of perfect, right? It came out of nowhere. It played with our expectations. I wasn't expecting a lot of that movie at yeah. all. And it was short the way I like horror movies to be, right? Like, it came in, I think, under 100 minutes, delivered on a cool new premise, got out. And I'm like, wow, that was super effective. This movie's a little bit longer. I think there was bits in, like, the second and third act where I'm like, oh. we could trim a few minutes here and there. But, like, I liked... John Krasinski's framing a lot of the scenes and and him as a director, right? Like you said, you've only really seen him in these two things. He's directed a few uh, episodes of The Office too, which is like, you know, that's not like mega level director stuff, but like to see him step into his own and really shine here as a horror director is mm. fucking awesome. Um, and I liked the framing for this. The fact that like he had sacrificed himself in the first movie and his daughter was like, well, we have this, this weapon now against them. And when she finds out that there's like a colony, like on this, this Island, it's like, well, we got to We got to go. It's kind of like um, Rick Grimes in the walking dead, or it's like, we got to go to Atlanta because that's where we hear this beacon coming from. Mm. And it's this whole forward propeller for it. And like, you get some cool intersections along the way of like different people, different types, right? Like when they're on the the docks and those, those people like kind of fight them. And like, they seem like they might be cannibal types, I like that. Or
0: whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I
1: like that that intersectional worlds. It does it all really well. And I think there are probably a little too many, like, over masturbatory scenes with the the monsters, right? Like, now that we've seen them in daylight, we can really see them every which way. But, like, I still would have liked a little bit of mystique with them,
0: right? Yeah, they show them probably way too much. It's like... And they're basically video game monsters. Yeah. And it just, like... Like, the, the effects are good enough, but it's obviously, it's like, okay, looking at CG Teeth Monster but they in broad make daylight.
1: Them, they make them look disgusting every time, and, like, they're really, yeah. like, you're like, wow, I wish I could hold this moment to, like, really pick apart, like, what mm-hmm. this thing looks like. Uh, but it is kind of like the Alien to Aliens thing, where it's, like, in the first movie, that alien, like... It's more the idea of it that horrifies you, right? And then aliens, it's like here's fucking a whole hive of them, right? Here's all of them. Yeah. Here's
0: just here's fucking so, uh, lunch boxes with the xenomorph yeah. on it. Yeah, but I, I know. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it. Too.
1: Seeing it in theater, seeing it in Dolby Digital, like the sound dynamics, like were crazy. Where it's like a lot of the movies very quiet. Yeah. It, do- it deals with like, what? Yeah. It deals <laughs> with very very like interesting sound dynamics, and then like. When something loud happened, you're like, oh my god, like I saw you jump a few times.
0: Oh I definitely just because
1: like that's how it's designed. When things are
0: loud, I jump. I am not ashamed of jumping. (laughs) Was I scared? Was I scared, Daniel? No. I said, show me the teeth monster CG thing.
1: It's funny too, because it was like you me and then like a couple a few seats over and like we would all kind of jump like together. Right. Not like, you know, in a close circle, but like in that row. Yeah. And we would kind of like, I would side glance at them and we'd kind of laugh like, oh my God, like that actually got us. But... When,
0: when <laughs> I didn't jump, but they jumped, I would look over and be like, fucking pussy. <laughs> got him, dude. See,
2: got um, him.
1: That was a quiet place. Quiet place two. Two. That kind of spawned our uh, summer of seeing movies in theaters. I think the next thing we saw was Fast
0: 9. We did see Fast which 9. Which okay. I
1: found to be a bit disappointing, right?
0: I, I have a different opinion. I think it was boring. <laughs> well, yeah, no, exactly. In that, like... <laughs> I don't think it disappointed me for what a fast movie is, because it did exactly what a fast movie does, Okay, right? that's fair. But it was boring. Like, it was almost like, um, uh, just eating the whole chocolate cake, mm-hmm. right? Like, it just stops losing its favor, like, its flavor after a while. It was just like, dude, like, going from an action scene to an action scene to an action scene to an action scene to an action scene, uh-huh. like fucking inoculates you from any excitement anymore
1: well it's yeah you become desensitized to it yeah i mean the, the problem is we already had nine movies that came before us before this that sure. really like desensitized us to like what could they do next yeah it's great what it's, could dom and the gang do next
0: it's getting played out <laughs> yeah. it's for sure played out like, like they go to
1: space like that's how fucking out of material it's, they it's were it's gotten
0: to the point where like like the only thing that excites me is like the new elements yeah. where the old elements like seeing Dom and Turf Rodriguez and the rest <laughs> of them uh, is, is boring, right? They're not interesting characters anymore because it feels like they, their arc should have ended like three movies ago. You know, what is their arc right now? Like we're on the run, but God damn it when Kurt Russell disappears for no reason and only has a three minute or three second cameo in this film, Mm -hmm. we're going to go. I'm going to race my Mustang across the world. So, so the new element that I liked about this was John Cena. Oh, he was great. John Cena shows up as for some reason, Dom's Nordic brother. (laughs) (laughs) And they tried to tan him up a little bit too. Well, they do a setup too where like they're, they're brothers in the
1: pit for their dad who was a racer. Yes. Like that's how the whole movie starts basically. It's like, okay, you're, Led to believe now with this heartfelt, emotional uh, ten-minute opening. Well, what with their happens brothers, to Dad,
0: man? He dies. How's he die, bro?
1: It might have been a mishap. Might have been something that happened
0: with the... He didn't fall off a ladder. He fucking exploded in a race car
1: crash. <laughs> okay, so he died in the most ridiculously dramatic crash. Where, like, this car fucking, yeah. like, tumble-salted 10,000 times and
0: then blew up after. <laughs> he turned into a fire nato, bro. He was, it was nuts. It's like, like I was surprised there wasn't eyeballs and bones yeah. flying out of that car so, in like, slow motion. I, like, I can believe that two
1: different looking uh brothers of different (laughs) could could be brothers right maybe there's a different mother listen dude
0: semen's a fickle thing it does whatever it wants gets in the womb it'll it'll make a monster oh
1: no but so like yeah we're led to believe that like john cena is the nordic brother and like (laughs) but he's great in it i think <laughs> yo he's really good
0: john cena has this like he's been going through this renaissance he's in two movies and honestly he's like some of my favorite parts of the two movies that we watched like in the summer yeah because right? he was in suicide, in suicide squad. squad yeah as peacemaker yeah. and he's fucking great because like he mastered this like whole stoic dry humor mm-hmm. thing um and it just works for him right like he's just he's just naturally funny uh, he's not doing much comedy in this movie. <laughs> no, but, like, not he, at all. He definitely does like land the role a little bit. Like better. this is still in ta- like kind
1: of in line of like movies like the Marine or whatever movie he was in. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: like he, he had an, like an arc of movies where yeah. that fucking all bombed or whatever the fuck it was. But mm-hmm. now he's back in comedies and I guess Fast Nine. And I, I liked him as as the brother. I think it's a stupid Fast and Furious. Like, do. like you can't even say plot twist. There's no such thing as a plot twist. There's just like convenient writing. Sure. Uh, For instance, uh, bringing back Han from the grave was some of the dumbest fucking writing in... Actually, that's not true. There's way dumber writing in this It's a dumb movie. But it's dumb as shit, (laughs) right? Like, like they just made it out to be where it's like, oh, well, Kurt Russell really helped out Han by, I don't know, fucking making a hologram? Maybe... Maybe putting a different body in there. In fact, it's not explained. It's just like a conversation where it's like, hey, do you want do you want to not die today? And he's like, I want to not die every day. And it's like, okay, fucking cool. I'm gonna blow up this car. I'm gonna make fucking bald ass Jason stay them think that you're dead. Mm. And then you're good to go go raise yeah. this girl. There's a whole
1: like fake out situation. And that that small side story with him raising this random <laughs> what is that? this random girl is is great, but it makes no sense because it's that not really like woven sense. into the plot I really in But way. I love Han.
0: That that's the only thing. Yeah. I'm like, it's nice to see him back i enjoy him so much Mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh well like when he came out of like you know the dark and he's like hey everybody and eating his food doing what he's doing i was just like oh is gal gadot back and then it was (laughs) like still dead still dead (laughs) is she okay Um, like we just cut to a (laughs) gravestone
1: No, it's because of her stance on Palestine and Israel. There we go.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, fair enough.
1: My problem with the movie is everything you kind of already said, right? Like it's we've already seen a lot of things that like it threw at us. It's it's very boring. Like it's a boring movie. It's too long too. Like I think it was almost
0: magnets. It was
1: almost two and a half hours long, and like there was maybe only forty five minutes of it where I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the edge of my seat, and a lot of the smaller moments really worked like kind of like bringing the, the family back together right like family. and like how we got fucking um the characters from tokyo drift back into the in, okay
0: in well the hang cult. on
1: like hang on these little moments like they build up to this bigger like momentous like third act and i, I like no. the, i like the smaller no, 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 no,
0: moments no. they did my boy lucas black so dirty they made him like a little little bitchy nerd and then bow wow is yeah. unrecognizable <laughs> I did not know that was actually him. I actually thought it was just some guy.
1: I wasn't sure that's what they were setting up until Bow Wow stepped in the in the picture because I, I, I couldn't recognize Lucas I, Black. But,
0: you know the thing <laughs> is I haven't seen Bow Wow since uh Tokyo Drifts. Yeah. Well, so spoilers. I was just like, What? He's still ill. Oh uh, dude, but like the one other guy who's actually in Warrior, that guy's mm. great. Like the, I was almost like I think this is beneath you, dude. <laughs> 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 like I think this role might be beneath, beneath you, man. But yeah, there's a lot of, you know, it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. Tyree Skipson is uh, loud and annoying and mm-hmm. they keep him around for some fucking reason, even though he's afraid of literally everything that they do. Yeah. Um, I liked him and Luda together. They were fun. There's a moment where they almost have like, uh, I guess, cogniz- they're cognizant of the fact that we never die or get in trouble. What the fuck? <laughs> like, like, are we gods? We're superheroes. They yeah. literally say it out loud god what is his name i want to find this actor. there we go jason tobin jason tobin okay. play, played earl jason tobin is amazing in warrior warrior is a great fucking show hbo max right so, now go so watch. here's the thing like, watch out
1: 20 years of fast movies right like i think the first movie came out in like 2000 like on the yeah up. and we've had a lot of great set pieces a lot of cool races a lot of wild action moments sure like i always think of like the the lineup for me is like Tokyo Drift, 4, 5, and 6 for, like, these big action moments that are really cool in Land. Um, I always think of, like, the scene from, I think it's 5, where they have a fucking bank vault. Like, That's a whole right. safe that they're, like, trying to get through the city, and it's really crazy.
0: There's and, a scene where Dom crushes a man with a car.
1: <laughs> that was in 4. Was there great. was jail bus where they break Dom yeah. out of a jail bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, it gets just so past the point of, like, care or belief where, like, I think eight was the one where they, or no seven where they go to Dubai yeah, and they fucking like fly a car through three separate like towers. And I'm just like, come Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. So it gets just kind of tired after a while. And, you know, I think for me, like, you know, it sucks that like Paul Walker passed away, you know, but like a lot of his involvement in the movie kind of what is what like kind of um, rooted me in the story and caring about a lot of it. Right. Yeah. And now it's at this point where it's like, okay, cool. We're just doing dumb action movies. And like, that's what this is, right? If you want to go to the movies, you want to spend 12 bucks, you know, fucking eat some popcorn, drink a slushie. This is that movie. This is that yeah. dumb movie. <clears throat> and it's it's the same as it was when Fast 2 came out. Same when the first one came out. Because I remember the same vibe where I'm like, oh, I'm fucking 12. Drinking my fucking raspberry nest tea, eating popcorn, and I'm watching a dumb
0: car movie. Raspberry nest, yeah. Yeah. Wow, oh, man, those look good. Those look good, good, good. Well, my my thing is, I have no problem. Like, I am I, for the most part, I enjoy the Fast and Furious films, yeah. the FF saga. If I think you, will. you more than me, probably. Yeah. And I have no problem, you know, going to the movies, turning off my brain, fucking enjoying. It. But the problem was, I I went to go do that. I went to go turn off my brain to this movie, and I was just like, oh, I'm just I'm still bored. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like something's like not working here. You you know one thing that I really that bothers me. Hmm. Dominic Toretto's not a good or interesting character. No. And he's also a really bad action star. In fact, Vin Diesel's a bad action movie star. Here here's why. Hmm. So he actually has it in his contract that he can't be shown being like beat up too much. Where That's very true. <laughs> where like he never like he may get into like really dicey situations. Like I think uh, he fell in this movie maybe once or twice <laughs> and but you'll never see him get like cut up get mm-hmm. fucking like bruised broken nose or anything because he has to like never appear weak mm-hmm. and you know what that makes him fucking dull makes mm-hmm. him dull because he's just like invincible the whole movie mm-hmm. and so like a vin diesel action movie is fucking boring actually that's what i realized i was watching this and i was like yo look at black widow she got her ass kicked here and there oh I mean, yeah it doesn't make a sense lot. that she survived most of the things like a rocket being blown her way but mm-hmm. like still i was like, yo, she's putting in the work and Vin Diesel's over here just fucking flexing and being boring as shit and apparently pissing off Dwayne the Rock Johnson Mm -hmm. who is a better actor and a more interesting fucking leading man than he'll ever be yeah and now I'm just at this point where I'm just like I think I'm mad at Fast Furious now man kind of I'm mad at them
1: the problem with this movie too is like 50% of it focuses on Dom this is Dom's story right like because it's about his family. It's about his brother, right? Family. And you get so much of it. And it's it's a bummer because there have been very good, like, kind of um, practical martial arts and like, combat scenes in these movies. Like, I think of, like, six or seven, there was a fight in, like, a subway that was really awesome
2: yeah. between,
1: like, uh, like, the female uh, character. I think Michelle Rodriguez and, like, a few, uh, two other actresses. That was awesome. (laughs) Turf Rodriguez. And then I think of the one (laughs) scene from, uh, I think it was Fast 6? Yeah. Where The Rock is, like, in an interrogation room, and he fucking slams a dude through, like, a wall. And, like, (laughs) there are these just, like, really epic moments, and we don't get that here, because, like like you said, every scene Dom is in, he has to be, like, the victor, right? Yeah, he has to
0: be the the god-like, like, like the Hercules over here. So it led to, like,
1: a lot of not really inspiring practical fight scenes, and then, like, the action, like, I didn't really care for any of it. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> the the climax of seeing, like, you know, Luda and Tyrese go to space. Ridiculous. But it was like, there was some fun and charm to it. We finally like, got there, right? Yeah. We
0: finally did <laughs> it. That, that that was fun. Also, it was interesting that they stuck Charlie Theron in a box the whole movie. Just put her in a fucking glass oh, box. Oh, she was so good, too. Yeah, I, she was good in the last one. Yeah. Um. Although I couldn't tell you anything about the plot. Like she was trying to control technology or some shit. And there yeah. you go. That's her the,
1: whole. The, the whole plot was basically there's this fucking like nanovirus that they're trying to mm. like upload to a satellite, Great. and infect all technology to like take over the world. But she was good in it, and also Helen Mirren, I think, was pretty good in it too. Right
0: why do these problems concern these characters right that are just like obsessed with having cookouts they just want to have a cookout and drive fast and and drink corona right like you could have that life you could just chill you could just do that (laughs) like the next time that somebody is like there's a satellite that's gonna nanoviruses and you'd be like no i need to look after my family and then you're done done. there's no sequel or be like (laughs) why don't why don't you call up (laughs) (laughs) and he shows up and he's like yeah i do this well it's like action heroes where like they can't put the fight
1: behind them right like they always have to be like in in the middle of it right we'll talk about that with nobody later but like Hmm. you know where it's like oh man if there's something to get into i'm fucking gonna get into it i'm not gonna just like settle down with little brian
0: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) little brian like they didn't even explain like who was watching little brian like they probably put him in the fucking basement like that he hid in it was just like
1: (laughs) wait here for an entire week (laughs) like that was it Yeah, um, I don't know what the little, next two movies need to mine. do to like, <laughs> you know, get my attention again. I yeah. don't really care. I'll probably see him just for the like fucking wacky entertainment factor. But yeah, I've I've mainly lost interest at this. Yeah, point. I couldn't
0: believe that Justin Lin was back for this because I was like, Oh, this is kind of lame. And then it was like, yeah. oh no, it is Justin Lin, and I was like, oh really? Yeah.
1: My, my favorite mm. Fast movies are
0: Justin Lin James. Yeah, I was like, what happened, man? A little, little rusty behind the... I mean, there, no, he did his job well. I think, mm. honestly, Dominic Toretto and the focus on Dom is just boring the shit out of mm-hmm. me now, right? And also, like, I was actually, like, surprised that uh, Mia came back. I was like, wait, what, what's... Same. This, I was like, what's Mia doing here? Like, like now we have to explain where the fuck Paul Walker is. Like, no, why'd you set yourself for the, and then I somebody forgot. had, somebody had to remind me that it's like, oh, that's Dom's sister.
2: And I was yeah. like, oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oops. <laughs> and it was like, oh, because now he has a hidden brother and she suddenly has knowledge of the hidden brother as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all did. They just never talked they about never it. They never talked 20 about 20 years. Cause they were too busy talking about like stolen
1: VCRs and DVD yeah. players from the first movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> t- apparently. Yeah. We went from fucking, uh, what are we doing? Robbing semis in the middle of New Mexico with uh, Honda Civics, and yeah. now we're now we're in space.
1: <laughs> Great. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the escalation point that I kind of figured would happen eventually. No, the escalation just...
0: point is to go inward. As mm-hmm. in, Dom gets super sick. Mm-hmm. He's got some fucking crazy nanovirus that Charlie Theron put in his dick, right? <laughs> and they need to get back John Cena, the brother, yeah, because they're gonna shrink him down, and he's gonna drive a Camaro straight into his blood. <laughs> it's like an episode of um the magic school bus yeah (laughs) (laughs) or the entire plot of the film inner space but whatever yeah there's that too
2: yeah there's that there's a
0: lot of times where people shrunk down and fucking got injected in someone's penis and had to save them of course
1: well, we're going to shift to the third movie here. Shift? Speaking of something that injected straight into my penis. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow. Oh! <laughs> um, that was actually a really, really fun time.
0: That was a strange way to describe, like, how <laughs> he makes you feel.
1: <laughs> well, Florence Pugh... <laughs> makes me so here's the thing <coughs> yeah this movie for me is like a horny trifecta of, right. of actresses and actors that i'm
0: just okay. like pretty attractive so, Ra- for, so rachel weiss rachel oh my else? god
1: so going yeah. back to the mummy right, right rachel weiss was a very formative crush yeah. for myself and a lot of super other people. by energy on
0: that that's super by, by energy way. yeah super her and brandon fraser yeah. back in the day defined people not enough by energy in it but i'm not surprised that disney yeah. wouldn't want to uh, an act on the bioenergy energy yeah. But, yeah so like so
1: her Florence Pugh and then yep. Sc- ScarJo you know there was a point back sure. in the day um, uh, Ghost there- World no actually no I had this conversation with somebody separately but my first intro to ScarJo um, as like a like an adult uh, outside of Home Alone three was was the perfect score which is a movie that her and Chris Evans did. Where they basically like come up with this scheme to this. to get the perfect score on the SATs.
0: Oh, I've <laughs> yeah. heard of this. Okay, I think I've seen bits and pieces of this.
1: And she's like this
0: stars. She's
1: this really like hot alt girl in that movie. Really?
0: I was like, wow. Yeah. Ran on, right on. So that was, like, on.
1: my first thing with her. Um, gotcha. And then everything after, I was like, yeah, ScarJo. Oh,
0: okay, ScarJo.
1: But, yeah, no. <laughs> so, the the cast, I think, of this movie is is
0: probably one of the strongest points of it. Yeah, David um, Harbour, crushing it. David Harbour's great. <laughs> David Harbour's great. Um, um, I was, I was very, I was surprised by this film because I think I went in, even though, I, like, I, I love Marvel movies, I kind of had lower expectations for this because I was like, well, the framing of it's strange because... It is a prequel, mm-hmm. and it takes place after Civil War, so it happens before any of the wild yeah, shit before that infin- happens.
1: Before Infinity War and Endgame.
0: Yeah, and so like we don't get a, like, oh, Black Widow's alive again, which would have been probably lame, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, so it's like, oh, we know what happens to her, so how are you going to make a, a story that I'm interested in or mm-hmm. care about? And I was flabbergasted gobsmocked Well, like
1: the by how good this
0: movie was in my mind. For
1: the movie made it seem like it was going to be a lot of like alright we're going to spend time in like the, the Red Room seeing her in Russia seeing her become this fucking like super agent super soldier. Thing. Right like
0: an origin movie or whatever. And, and it
1: wasn't. The way that well it still is an origin movie but the way they play with it is actually really fascinating right mm-hmm. where like they frame it around This family of kind of, I don't know what to call like fugitive Russians that are living in America. Well, they're
0: spies. Yeah, they're
1: spies. And it's this family unit of the four of them, right? And Mm -hmm. that dynamic, they seed it in like the opening uh, moments before the the credits hit. And they do such a good job at cementing like why these characters matter together and also why they may play fast and loose with it, right? Because like they're not technically a family right right but they are coming together to be a family and that's a
0: big point that's a sticking point for them like that's recurrent right where um florence Pugh, like when she was a little girl she wasn't told that the whole situation was fake but scarjo when she was a little girl knew Mm. and like that that's obviously given her some pathos (laughs) as she grows up but florence Pugh, such a like she stole like most of this movie as uh elena yeah elena
1: every scene she was in she stole
0: she was funny she was she was great yeah. um her pit for pat with scarjo really actually good. made scarjo seem or the character of black widow more interesting mm-hmm. yeah i i liked elena a bunch uh i think everyone was kind of positing that she's gonna be the new black widow and i wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind if mm-hmm. she uh joins up and it seems like we're gonna see her more in uh down the road i'm not sure where exactly but it'd be pretty fucking neat yeah there's Uh, like a
1: post credit scene that leads us to believe that she's going to be in probably like one of the disney plus shows
0: what's her name again by the way the other one
1: um julia dreyfus
0: i like (laughs) julia dreyfus i don't like whatever this character is
1: Yeah, that they set up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, she shows up, you're like, I'm not really sure what your deal is here. She's like a
0: fixer or something, right? But,
1: so here's the thing about this movie, right? Like, it was actually supposed to have come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. So this setup would have made a little bit more sense. That she's kind of in the background building this, like, kind of, like, Avengers unit. Is this supposed to
0: be... Is she building the Dark Avengers? I think that's kind of what it's... Is that what's going on here? And I'm just like, well, Yelena's not that bad of a person, right? She's great. Anyway, but I will say, one of the other things that super surprised me about this film is that uh, it had a harder... Darker tone, mm-hmm. while still doing the requisite Marvel, like everyone is a comedian. Basically, they have funny dialogue and funny mm-hmm. one-liners and stuff. But this, it dealt with a little bit darker subject matter, and it started pretty hard too. And like fucking the opening credit sequence was like this uh, Nirvana song, really like a like a downtrodden cover of a Nirvana song. Mm-hmm. It was like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, it was a
1: cover of "Smells Like Teen Spirit," but like kind of imposed upon like this crazy imagery of like a post cold war era yeah and then like like the girls brainwashing from the red room yeah Yeah.
0: that that's a big thing too like this film actually deals with human trafficking like how many Marvel movies deal with human trafficking head-on and calls it what it is right yeah they're like girls are like the most uh, disposable resource on earth basically and I was like
2: wow the fuck
0: but like it, it just dealt with subject matter that I was like wow okay this is uh this is different for this it, um, it
1: does what I love mm. most about Marvel movies where it's like and a lot of the movies play with this format of, of toning right where it's like for the most part there's going to be an undercurrent of comedy right oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> toner. Sorry, you said Toner, and I'm like, Toner. Fucking got sense. me there. you think
1: they get him back for the What If series? Oh my God. It, what
0: What if Obadiah's stand was Toner? <laughs>
1: But, like, so there's always the undercurrent of humor and comedy yeah. and wit and, and dark and, and heavier themes. And this movie is, like, not, not to be corny, but it's like a ballet of that, right? Where it's, like, there's this dark ah. backdrop of who Natasha was at first mm. and where she came from. And it's it's a lot of grappling with that, right? Yeah. And th- the cool thing that this movie does, too, it, it reminds me of um, kind of the Russo era of, like... I was about to say. The Russo era of... Winter Soldier, right, of characters on the run, and it deals with that really well, where it's, like, Natasha, Yelena, they're kind of living wherever they can, Mm -hmm. right, and there's kind of this always looming threat of, like, you know, and... Winter Soldier, it's, you know, Hydra. In this movie, it's Taskmaster. And I forget the guy's name, actually, who uh, is responsible for Pchenko the Red Or something. Yeah. I forget. So, like, there's that always looming threat of, of them. And yeah. also, wasn't, um, oh, fuck, what is his name? Who? The one dude who was pushing for the Sokovia Accords.
0: Oh, uh, that's Thunderbolt Ross.
1: Yeah, he's a presence in this movie, too. Yeah. Like, where he's like, we gotta track down Natasha as well.
0: Yeah, so, I li- I it's like, interesting. I like the line about, like, oh, it looks like you're on your th- third triple bypass there, yeah. guy. Like, he does look
1: old, but like, holy shit. Like, I love how they play with these characters, like, not ever really being rooted in anything except each other. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes for some really cool dynamics. It makes for some really cool, like, moment to moment scene to scene like kind of action pieces and, and yeah the
0: interpersonal stuff is what like worked yeah. the best in this movie and then like this movie at its best reminded me of like the best parts of yeah like you said the russo era mm-hmm. of of uh it really felt like a great did you break your glass what happened yeah i might have
1: what happened it's okay i could still drink through it but it's because i slammed it it's a little fractured there
0: but oh never no. we I'll lost be- another glass Yeah, at its best, it reminded me of, like, Winter Soldier. Like, it had the same tone, but... Mm you know less of the hoorah let's do it for justice bullshit it was, <laughs> like it, it it was a more um, reined in story which was really nice to see for a Marvel film that didn't have to bother itself with connecting itself with the rest of the universe it mm-hmm. just kind of was in it mm-hmm. and you understood that it was in it without yeah. having to be like well where's Thor where's Thor at right
2: well, now they like, do it, it through
1: the interpersonal stuff where like yeah. Yelena's like oh you're, you're busy off being an Avenger or like however she says it right, right? Russian accent yeah. is that what we got <laughs> okay actually the Russian accent. Really bother me in this, mo- yeah? this movie because, like, it reminds me of ScarJo <laughs> when she started as Black Widow, where she couldn't ever kind of find it and commit to it all through like a movie where it wavered a bunch. Uh, Yelena, David Harbor, uh, <laughs> fucking Rachel Wise, like, you can't ever pinpoint the same accent scene to scene. Right. And I, I love in this movie that Natasha is like, she's so Americanized that she doesn't even do it, which is really great.
0: Um, <laughs> that reminds me. So, okay, I'm, I don't want to side branch into the Marvel's Avengers game, but there's a line that that version of black widow had that was so fucking awesome Mm -hmm. which is another character points out going like man your your american accent's so good i can't even hear that you have like a russian accent and her response is i don't have an accent in any language i speak (laughs) and it was like oh shit That's great. (laughs) which kind of speaks to like the the precision Mm -hmm. of like what she needs to be and what she does and like you you see that in this film right Mm -hmm. where it's like this is why this person has survived neck and neck with the Avengers. Like she can take a punch, and she knows how to be like three steps ahead of shit. Yeah. Right? I, it was nice to see her in her element. Although I, it's amazing to me that the movie didn't lean in harder into like the spy elements. Right?
1: Yeah, it leaned into her being a fighter for sure. Like whether and like the fight choreography was great with her, right? Like, the the scene where her and Yelena kind of clash for the first time, and, like, they're very mirrored because they were trained the same way. Right. Amazing. Um, and then when she fights Taskmaster, like, great, but, like...
0: I love how they did Taskmaster in this movie, by but the it, way.
1: But it le- leans into her being more of a fighter, less of a spy. I think there are, there yeah. is that kind of... Um, that Winter Soldier spy moment where they're using, like, the cloaking devices.
0: Right, but, like... But like,
1: it's kind of eh.
0: It didn't feel earned yeah. because it wasn't, like, set up as, like, hey, we're going to do this or use this or this is... It, it felt like a fucking MacGuffin, right? Mm. Whereas, like, in Winter Soldier, they they, they set that up pretty nicely. You know?
1: Yeah. In this one it felt like a convenience, like especially like when her and Rachel mm-hmm. Weiss were doing it where it's like, oh, we're gonna
0: like decoy ourselves. Yeah, when they get up to the Red Room, which portrait. is apparently a floating fortress, like King K. Rule fucking owns but the Red Room.
1: I yeah, I'm with you on that where it's like I kind of would have liked to have seen them yeah. lean into that bit a bit more, but A they've... little
0: more mission impossible yeah. is what this movie probably could have mm-hmm. done with. But instead it turned into like the, the simple Marvel act structure of like, well, we're going to have some sort of falling apart environment in mm-hmm. the third act and people are going to be flying through the air until the movie resolves itself. <laughs> and the second act. So like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The second act leads into it, too, where it's like, oh, shit. For okay. me,
1: a lot of what worked best outside of like the character stuff was the practical effects yeah. and scenes like the the fight choreography, stuff like that. Um, some of the visual stuff didn't land for me. Right. Mm-hmm. When they're breaking. Uh, what's his name? Red Guardian. Yeah. At a prison. Yeah. And there's this whole situation where, like, you know, people... Like, there's a fucking um, prison riot. People are escaping. And they end up, like, blowing up the whole situation. There's an avalanche. But some of it looked kind of um, kind of budget, kind of tacky. Like, the special mm. effects, like, didn't look as great as they could have.
0: I'm going to make you watch almost, like, at least one episode of every CW show. And you'll come back to me and be like, Black Widow's art.
1: No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
0: definitely better than some TV effects I've seen.
1: And definitely better than... Yeah, every single Disney plus Marvel show that's happened so far in terms of visual effects, because some of that stuff is like, ah, it doesn't look great.
0: I think Loki looks good. <laughs>
1: but like as a whole, no, I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's not like, you know, I S like tier Marvel for me, not even A tier. Like I enjoy it a lot. I think it's like probably like just south of like my top 10.
0: It's it's but... a really good side branch. For yeah, me. it's a good side branch in that it it stands by itself. It's strong by itself. It Mm -hmm. doesn't need that. But it's also really cool if you've invested yourself in this universe to see Natasha like on the run and in a trailer park just doing simple, normal stuff and realizing Mm -hmm. it's like you've fought gods (laughs) and seeing this character in like just a natural element, which kind of adds to this wonderment of the Marvel universe, Mm -hmm. I think. And we haven't had a film universe where like all of these different styles and genres And things like grounded level uh, Winter Soldier style or Black Widow style can also exist side by side with Asgardian gods and stuff. I Mm. think that's so cool, right? You know,
1: I I like it too because you know obviously it's a good send off for her character. But I think this is one of the movies where I cared about her the most because like. Oh you yeah, know, I really liked her in this uh, movie. Opening statements aside about like how attracted to, you know Scarjo I was like back in the day. Let
0: me put the objectification to the side and really talk about the merit. Exactly.
1: <laughs> she has had a few movies where I've actually really liked her arcs. Obviously like I like the bits with her and Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner in uh, Age of Ultron. I think that's really great. And then the actually the kind of down moments of her in um civil war and then um endgame right where she's like kind of like the person that's trying to pull the avengers like kind of together again yeah and, I,
2: I like that and, in endgame and a lot. <laughs>
1: build back their group in this kind of like you know circumstance of, of the world being desolated for five years it's, and she's really great in that but this movie like through and through like she carries her role she's really great and i actually felt invested uh in her for the first time really right.
0: let me let me ask you a question though huh Do you think Yelena got snapped?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Because
0: Kevin Feige said that we will get an answer to that question. Huh. We will get an answer, but I don't know. I think she might have been snapped.
1: Yeah, there's no tells to it. It would actually make their whole closed loop a bit more impactful if that was the thing. Right. Right. And then maybe to find out that like (laughs) Natasha sacrificed herself for the greater good to bring everybody back. So it's
0: worse because (laughs) she got snapped almost like right after she reconciled with her sister.
1: Yeah, because, like, the whole scene where she goes to the grave mm-hmm. is a little bit, like, leading up to Infinity War and everything.
0: Right, 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 wow.
1: Right. Yeah, I think I, w- I would actually like that world where she got snapped. Yeah,
0: I think that might be the best way to play yeah. it. And that's how you can turn her, like, her anger into it, right? Because they set it up where it's like, Hawkeye murdered your sister. Yeah. And it's like, thank you, uh, Veep, <laughs> for that information. That's actually a really
1: good point, because we yeah. get that scene and it's kind of like, <laughs> it's in present day, in quotes.
0: Right, it happened yesterday to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But also shout out to Taskmaster. I know people hate that like uh, the character was changed from his like quippy, bullshitty mm-hmm. version of himself, which I, I like that version. Steve Blum usually plays him pretty well in almost across all media. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I like how. It was such an imposing presence. It was very much I got like Jason Voorhe vibes of mm. just like, "Yo, I'm afraid of like what this
1: character is gonna do to the, somebody." The ever imposing shape that is task Yeah, like this
0: person was not gonna stop. I yeah. love seeing like that Voorhey slash Michael Myers style character within the context of MCU, where it's like, "Oh my God, you can't reason with this person. You can't have a conversation with this person. They're not fucking making quips with you." It becomes literally this suspenseful, like tense horror moment, like fighting this motherfucker.
1: Yeah, because like you can never win and it like the scene ends with her basically like getting fucking exploded, get and exploded then, twice and then like falling into like a riverbank and then just like <laughs> yeah, dude having to escape um. right
0: which goes to show you crunches will save your life right if you don't <laughs> do enough crunches you won't be able to survive falls off yes yeah.
1: <laughs> but i like the twist i like that like it ended yeah. up being um the orchestrator's daughter and that there was such a price to pay for all of that and yeah it, it was great it was very sinister The only thing that I wish, and this will be, like, kind of my last point for it, like, when we get to the Red Room uh, revelations of it all, right? Like, I wish there were some more moments with the rest of the Widows, right? Because, like, you have this kind of army of them, and they get one big scene together, but it still doesn't quite feel like enough. Granted, like, the undercurrent of the movie is, like, there is this thing that will pull them out of, like, their um, hypnosis state. And you see, like, kind of other satellite Widows here and there. But I feel like in that that final act, I wanted a bit more outside of, like, you know, Natasha just fighting them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think as a whole, great, great Marvel movie. Um, kind of a fun, like mm-hmm. you said, um, origin story. And it's a bummer. Like, that that's a send-off for ScarJo. Like, that's all we're going to get. But I think Florence Pugh, in her absence, you know, if she wants to sign on for X amount of movies or whatever, she's going to carry her weight. I think she's going to do great in that mm-hmm. that widow role, so...
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. What's uh, our next movie? The next
1: thing here real quick. And we I only got to,
0: through two movies, man. We got like we got two, three movies on here. I right? know.
1: This is going to be a long one. Um, I want to talk about this real quick because oh, I actually, okay. I like this a lot and it kind of branched off of, um, kind of funny, right? They're, they're always doing interview series, um, yes. but they've been doing Pixar interview since March at this point. Right. Basically going through every single Pixar movie and there's some weeks where they had to kind of take off. But they hit the, the point where Luca had come out, and that is the most recent to date Pixar Luca movie.
0: Luca? Magnata? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
1: fuck. <laughs> what was that called? Don't fuck with cats? Uh, yeah, don't fuck with cats. Luca? What? Roca? manana yeah that
0: is that is one of the best documentaries ever <laughs> holy shit if
1: you guys haven't seen it i don't know if it's still on netflix it's on netflix
0: it's an original oh my god yeah so good but
1: they it. they hit um the spot in their chronology where they were talking about luca and i was like wow, oh, i haven't seen this yet and went back i watched it and i was charmed like mm. it's it's a really like weird fantastical magical concept of like <laughs> marine monsters becoming human like when they they basically like There's this family that lives underwater, but when they go to land, they basically become human right
0: okay you didn't start with that there's a family of sea monsters living under there you're like there's a family they live in the water (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and my rudolph is the mother no but it's 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 this family of of sea monsters and it kind of in their in their home and in their in the lore of that going to the surface is a bad thing right because their kind is hunted not wanted all this stuff right it's fucked up dude so so luca's basically told like yeah don't don't go to the surface and he ends up doing kind of like the Ariel from like the little mermaid bit where Growing he's legs. like, well, <laughs> yeah, that, but he's like <laughs> hunting treasure and then he gets kind of like close to the surface and then he meets like, you know, uh, a boy who is just kind of like hanging out on like this little island. And it piques his, his kind of interest and intrigue of like what interested
0: in boys,
1: interest in boys Mm. and interest in like what the world above is like. And I think it's, it's a really fascinating, like coming of age story set in this like kind of fantasy world. Again, I don't understand like why monsters like sea monsters are sea monsters in the sea. But when you bring them to like, you know, land, they become humans. Doesn't fucking make sense. You gotta
0: have rules, man. Yeah, there, there's, there's,
1: there's no rule set established with that. That is a rule no, set. If there's sea
0: monsters that. in the sea, if they get step on land, they become people. But why? Such an easy... Why? What what was do you there a witch? <laughs> was there a witch that made it? You, you want there to be a chemical spill? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> there's some fucking radiation <laughs> in the Italian waves out there, buddy, turning these fucking sea monsters into animorphs. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's a fucking Pixar oh. movie. Why is... What? What? <laughs>
1: Well, there's always some sort of, like, kind of grounding in these Pixar
0: movies. Right, like in the instance where uh, monsters scare people (laughs) because they're powered by screams. That makes total sense! You're right, dude! I fucking... (laughs) Why are these monsters turned into
2: (laughs) humans? Can't
0: take this i can't you walk into a pixar movie looking for fucking
1: rule sets and math some of them i do some of them i do right up you know there's some defying of physics get there. Up
0: there what the fuck is the buoyancy <laughs> of a house wouldn't the fucking floor the foundation fall out from underneath that old bitch
1: it's his love that keeps the foundation together oh
0: my god what do you think is the best pixar film
1: oh wow this is a different conversation no i mean i have a top three outside of toy story feeling Where like monsters inc is my favorite i think incredibles might be the best but then wall-e is just art so that's kind of my like revolving like top three
0: i think okay so there's only two pixar movies that have made me Mm -hmm. basically cry yeah uh (laughs) the first one being toy story Four. Four almost made me cry. That's the one that touched me the most out of any of those. Not three. Fuck three. I don't care about my childhood. (laughs) Oh, three made me, like,
1: almost ball like Childhood is
0: boring. Like, the scene where
1: they're in the fucking, like, trash compactor, they're all about
0: to fucking burn. Right. So heartbreaking. I I guess. All right, whatever. I think it was... Anyway, I think four was way sadder. Sure, with the whole like, "Hey, we got to say goodbye. I'm, I'm going to go find purpose outside of being yeah. a toy." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like if
2: I, I was like, "I need a life change like that too."
0: <laughs> and then it was up. Yeah. Up is the other one that basically made me cry in the first like four minutes, right? Wow. And then I love I, I love relationship stuff. People act like I'm not a sentimental romantic guy. No, I know. That's you like are. the only thing that I want <laughs> in my life is a fucking it's good love. romance. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything. I can be in a fucking hut. I'm still playing fucking Nintendo 64 as long as I have a, a great partner that's just like, hey, touch my butt and I care about you. Fucking awesome! And Ladies. then they killed this person. Ladies, he's single, by the way. I I am. <laughs> and then.
1: Wally. Wally's, Wally's so good. Wally's amazing. The thing about Wally's that movie amazing. too, and I'll get back to Luca after this, is like it's groundbreaking to me that like a lot of that movie does not have dialogue. And they expect yeah. kids to sit through this movie of like visual language and two robots basically like Oh dude. Like it's rebuilding civilization and falling in love. It's it's magical. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the mark of a really like um Kind of, uh, uh, this is something that, what's his face said? I forget, uh, Steven Soderbergh said. Mm Mm-hmm about steven spielberg's films okay steven to steven right <laughs> the old s to s right yeah. um he said that you can watch the original raiders of the lost ark oh without sound without sound yeah. and totally understand the whole film because it's such a like there's a visual language that's happening and wally fucking masters that visual language mm-hmm. i think like, you don't need to hear that movie to mm-hmm. understand exactly what that movie is supposed to make you feel yeah. that's amazing
1: no right? it's it's a beautiful film i haven't seen it like in a really long time it's probably been, like i watched it this year, year. <laughs> Well, yeah, because again, <laughs> kind of funny. is doing Pixar yeah, review. Uh,
0: yeah, for sure. But
1: to come back to it, Luca for me feels like Pixar coming home in a lot of ways. Mm. Where like there were a few years of Pixar movies where I was kind of on the fence. Like I think of like The Good Dinosaur. I oh, think of um, yeah, you know, Cars. Like it, yo, Cars Three was good, man. Yeah, but Cars Two, no, no and no, there, there was, no was a problem. questionable era of like Cars Two, Cars Three, Finding Dory, and again, Finding like, Dory is not questionable. No, no. But there was a question of, like, is this going to be good? It was. And then... I Dory was good. But Ellen Sucks. All right, fine. So, like, <laughs> The Good Dinosaur. Bad. Onward is a movie that a lot of no people are kind it. of, like, eh about. And Literally then no um, Inside, which, like... That
0: was half and half for
1: people. Yeah, I remember
0: people being kind of whatever. I'm I was kind of like, mm, this is yeah. fine.
1: Like, Toy Story 4 obviously, like, reels me in because, like, those movies have gotten better and better with right. time. Right. The be-
0: And the best yeah. one is 4. Yeah, sure. you're right.
1: But Luca feels like them coming back home. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a magic to it. And at its core, like I said, it's just a simple like coming-of-age story about like a boy who like wants to see what else is out there, right? He meets this this other Italian boy. They talk about gelato, and they do Italian accents. And it's really wow. fun and, and, and great. This is a and,
0: racially charged episode.
1: <laughs> I'm Italian. It's okay. You are? I am. Etzo.
0: Oh damn it's it! Italian. Missed me by a
2: mile. yeah on it's one
0: Sicilian. Um This is the first time we got him to say his last name on the hey, podcast. By the way, welcome to the saver. Welcome
2: <laughs> to the saver. But and like,
0: there's a whole bit
1: of like, hey, he just wants to have like a Vespa. He wants to just like, right. The whole plot is like, hey, we just got to get this Vespa to like see the world. I love
0: that. It's such a little kid thing to it like is. fucking like obsess
1: on one thing and be like, this
0: is what's gonna make and, life go. and It leads
1: <laughs> to him basically running away from home yeah. and like entering this competition, a triathlon with Italians, triathlon
0: with italian Italian, yeah. he has his, you know how to use those legs right he learned i gotta see this movie it's,
1: it's it's great it's really really good the you, music you got, you
0: got me wanting to see it yeah. the
1: music it like kind of vacillates between being like really like traditional like italian music and like mm. very like kind of moving pixar music so yeah. i yeah. highly recommend it really 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 adored it. Um, it sounds really good and jim gaffigan's in it too which is crazy jim gaffigan yeah his car- he video? plays the uncle and he's fucking hilarious that's funny jim yeah. gaffigan's
0: really good What's our next film?
1: Our next thing here, and I'll let you lead the, the be like situation a on this three hour review. <laughs> it's okay. Review this is the last podcast in this in apartment. This apartment. It's I'm having a good. I'm having a good time. I'm having
0: a great time. I'm having a, a drink, man. Having I'm I'm a, a drink. drink. We're having a good time.
1: Save roommates. You having a good time?
0: A good time. I just don't understand why these monsters need to eat screams. <laughs> there's got to be another way. There's got to be something more powerful and sustainable than screams.
1: So speaking of screams, there's a trifecta here. <laughs> it's Fear Street 1994. Ah. 1978 and 1666 right on based right off on. the rl stein series fear street
0: fuck yeah netflix original man yeah. i'm glad i spent 16 a month for that fucking uhd bro i, I actually am glad oh, wow. that i watched that yeah whenever i switch to prime it looks like garbage mm-hmm. but by netflix it's fucking solid but the, the trade-off is yeah
1: you get wiki articles and imdb articles for all these people on amazon
0: Um, that's okay. I would sacrifice that for fucking UHD. Sure. Any day of the week. Who's this guy? I don't know. So, the Fear Street movies are
1: interesting because I feel like... So, there's three of them. They're all about, like, two hours in length. And the first one didn't really set the best, like, first impression with me.
0: Come on, let's talk about this. I think we both borderline hated the first one. Like, we watched it, and it was just like, yo, this movie has, like schizophrenia basically yeah like it would switch between like music cues like within a music cue (laughs) yeah basically the the
1: editing the
0: wild the
1: (laughs) the, uh the music curation the soundtracking all of it it's too much like scene to scene it's just like how can we fit as many 90 songs as we can into a two hour format and it's too much at at times all while trying to be like a fucking like uh, Scream-era, like, slasher horror homage. It's right. too much. I'll,
0: okay, I'll tell you things that I do like about <laughs> yeah. uh, 1994. Maya right? Hawk. Maya... Oh, my God. I, I'm, I think <laughs> it does a good job of paying homage to its influences. Yeah. And I like I like that there's... um Obviously, there is... Uh, LGBTQ representation in this, right? Like the main character is gay. And that's like a driving force of like, she's in love with this person who Mm -hmm. obviously bad things happen to. She gets possessed eventually, but... And
1: it carries through the rest of them too. Like that's her
0: kind of driving motivation. What's so strange for me is like, I feel like the movies are out of order, but like they did it right by introducing it with 1994. But Mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't know, dude. Cause like it makes all these allusions to the witch, Sarah Fear Mm -hmm. uh, and all the rest of it. And then like the different... Uh, baddies that show up as like you know supernatural monster zombies that Mm -hmm. like attack everyone and it's all like too much and too fucking like it it's just like it feels the pacing's like just wrong for it Mm -hmm. and i wasn't in love with the the side characters who all ultimately got killed off like very quickly um, in pretty grotesque and good ways. I will say the kills are great.
1: Yeah, there are some very, very good kills. Very grotesque. Some, some weird like kind yeah. of interpersonal relationship stuff. But at least like in slasher format, like right. the kills were gratifying
0: to but, see. But like, there's just something that just really didn't connect or work for me. And then something special happened. 1978. Mm. Really, like it. It did two things. One, it was the most perfect. Spiritual successor to Friday the 13th, I've ever fucking mm-hmm. seen. Like, almost, we both love the remake of Friday the 13th. Yes. I think 1978's better than that movie. Like, really. Really? Like, it's crazy. But it is. The second thing is it does a much better job of introduce introducing you to the lore and the mm-hmm. mythos of, like, what's going on at Fear Street and, like, the whole – how, like, the town is split into two, like, mm-hmm. the preppy side and then yep. the fucking poor side. Yep. And the poor side gets, like, the, the fucking dick end of the curse, whereas the preppy side is, like, continually sacrificing and doing crazy shit.
1: And you see it kind of, like, in these uh, – mm-hmm. the parallels of, like, kind of uh, the two camps, right?
0: Yeah. yeah which i thought was brilliant right and like i feel like that did a way better job of respecting its its influences and actually giving us a modern like version of that you know the kills were fucking nasty in that the they kill a
1: kid they kill a kid in in that that movie it's actually really intense like
0: it's it's both (laughs) like it really is a very intense like yo anyone could die anything could happen kind of like Mm -hmm. horror film it was exactly the shit that i wanted it was it was sleepaway camp friday the 13th on, like, fucking 2021 version.
1: Yeah. Loved it. So, the the thing about, like, the first part was, (laughs) like, it should have worked for me because I love those, like, slasher-error movies. Like, I really do. Like, Wes Craven, like, I recently watched like Scream. I watched Scream today actually like as like kind of like the second time that I watched it. Yeah like,
0: you, I'm, I'm going to rewatch that because it looked great. It's
1: kind of funny is doing Scream in review right now. Which um, doesn't
0: make sense to me because part five doesn't come out until next year but whatever.
1: But like they do the <laughs> setup of like hey we're going to introduce these characters don't worry they're not going to actually make it through which fucked me up right because like thinking of Scream and Drew Barrymore what's like damn she was marketed as like a main character in this and they kill her off in the first 10 minutes. Same with Maya Hawk, where I was like, Maya Hawk could have been such a good character to have all three. Yeah, they this kill her off like, instantly. And they kill her off right away. I'm like, damn, that actually sucks. I mean, I love her as a she's one of my scream queens now. But it was it was disappointing. But the kind of build to the end of the movie where there is this character that knows the history of Seraphere and where this curse and all this starter right um through jillian through jillian jacobs and she's great in it actually she is I like the, it. The, the the setup of her in the second movie where she's obviously she's living with ptsd right she has ocd she's like setting all these timers and clocks right and granted she she tried to help them at a point but like when they come into her world to like seek help outside of that it's almost very disruptive for her yeah yeah and then them being there is like hey well all right you're here here's my story like i was at this camp and the young version of her is, I forget her name, but she plays um, uh, the one character from Stranger Things, uh, season three. Uh, and two, actually. What's her name? Starts with an M.
0: It is... Well, her name is Sadie Sink. Mm-hmm. And she plays Ziggy Berman in this show. I forget what her character's name is in Stranger Things. Mm. I haven't seen Stranger Things in forever.
1: Yeah. She was great in Stranger Things. She comes in as kind of like the, the kid from out of town and... 11 doesn't like that very much, but no. she like to see kind of the framing of like what happened to Jillian Jacobs characters in Sadie is, is amazing. Cause she's, she's a very competent actress. Um, and she, she holds her scenes very well. And you know, there's some kind of coming of age moments with her where it's like, Oh, she's dealing with romance and also like kind of reconciling her relationship with her sister.
0: I, her sister also did a fucking amazing <laughs> yeah. job. Like whoever played her sister, which I had it pulled up on Google right here her sister was played by a no that's not her right no it is emily rudd emily rudd plays cindy she did a fucking great job i've never heard of emily rudd a relation to paul rudd to paul rudd gotta be gotta be paul rudd's brother it's (laughs) like his his
1: daughter or niece
0: i i don't have there's not like a wiki or anything for me to like uh emily rudd has played many roles but paul rudd's relative is not one of them oh, oh man
1: but that is but yeah they they were great um again so part two like part one is riddled with like too many like music cues and you know hard it edits is? you
0: know what it is hmm. part one is like um turning on the treadmill and then letting it run for a while and trying to get on at that rather than like turning it on when you're on top of it. Mm-hmm. That's what that felt like. I just was like, I can't follow. This is too fast. I'm going to fall. <laughs> right? And then part two was like, no, 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 no. We're going to take our time to set this up, right? And, like, get you into it.
1: Yeah, and, like, I get that maybe the idea is, like, hey, let's introduce some some chaos and pandemonium from the onset, right? Yeah, like, but
0: it, it didn't work
1: for me. Like, examining a movie like Scream, right, which is a slow burn slasher movie, kind of for its time this movie could have been that but they're like no let's throw like three like corporal slasher monsters at you simultaneously way too
0: quick yeah and do
1: all this stuff whereas like part two is like yeah it's the friday the 13th summer camp feel and it, it really works
0: and they set up like in the first 1994 they set up like the fucking slasher characters as if they're like streets of rage bosses right where it's like yeah. this one comes from the 50s and used the same <laughs> and this one's this little guy <laughs> <laughs> like it's so it's like shut up this is stupid yeah. but then like when you were introducing these characters in the other films it's like oh wow this works now i want to talk about the third part sure i, I didn't finish part.
1: i did not finish the okay, third part by the got way gotcha you, you I got really 45 minutes
0: into so it. there's a big surprise at the end of the third part but okay. um for the most part it is a period piece which i thought was like oh wow yeah um kind of like reminiscent of the witch uh, like a little bit uh, in visuals yeah. not tone. Like it's sure. definitely not a slow burn like yeah. that, but it, there's no black. Phillip. But it did definitely there's no black. <laughs> it definitely had a bunch of moments where I was like, my fucking jaw was like, Whoa! Like what? Yeah. Like there was some horrific gore. There was these fucking really tense moments. There was just crazy everything where mm-hmm. I was like, I thought I would be bored because period pieces tend to bore me because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm outside churning butter and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna sleep. This mm-hmm. is boring, you know. But. Uh, movies like um not the crucible what's the one with i always forget the fucking name the one that i really love on netflix i'm gonna look it up dan stevens was in it this is a movie that you should see though mm-hmm. i gotta look at his discography period real quick. movie period movie not the guest you've probably talked about this a lot it's yeah. called the something i have talked about it a lot because mm-hmm. it's from the director of the raid and i love The director oh okay. Of the raid. okay uh gareth evans Hang on, hang on, dude. Dude, hang on. It's okay. Bro. I'm here. Apostle. It reminded me of Apostle in that it was like, here's a period piece but we're going to just fucking go zany. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to go wild with this horror. Like it was so fucking like demonic shit and hangings. And people, yeah. Like people devil worship and witchcraft. Ripped off slowly in this crazy part. What it, It's so good. What I love about this part uh, specifically
1: too, is cause like part one and part two, yeah. they have their own kind of contain actors and actresses this movie kind of, part three treats it kind of like an anthology. I'm to
0: tattoo the, the apostle on my body so that I remember that. That's the movie that I really, <laughs> that's going to be your first tattoo. <laughs> it's going to be, just like apostle. <laughs> Please don't. So I remember, but the third part is kind of like a,
1: like an yeah. anthology movie where it remixes some of the actors and actresses in different roles. And it's, it's cool to see like, you know, Sadie, like be this like 1600s colonial, like, yeah, you know, milkmaid or whatever. Yeah, It's
0: really, really cool. Um,
1: and I, I think, like, visually, it, it really works. Um, the hard cuts and edits, they work in a way that's effective, because it's like, wow, that was a really extreme, like, beheading or, like, uh, a communal scene of outrage, and it, it, it works better than its Again, two previous films did. I
0: don't know why 1994 gave me such whiplash, whereas the others were, it's like, the style and tone, like, really fucking worked for me, I was like, oh, no, 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 like the way they edit and the way yeah. they do, I think it was actually awesome this, how they even did the songs in 1978, where it was like, wow... You're not fucking overlaying song after song after no. song after song.
1: A lot of it was coming from like, here's a local like transistor radio that it's playing right. off of or the
0: like, camp speakers. Yeah, it was, cool. it was really smart. Now, yeah. here's here's a surprise that you don't know about in uh, the third part, which mm-hmm. I won't ruin it for you. but I don't care. They do. Basically, the the third act, the entire third act mm-hmm. of the last movie is called uh, Fear Street 1994 Part Two. And it's fucking awesome. Oh wow! Like they go back to it to finish like everything they set yeah, up. Yeah, of course, because like, you
1: have to. But
0: like, yo, the way it's done after you have everything, all the context yeah. about who Seraphir is, what's going on, where the where the the, the players are, mm-hmm. and the one big reveal about who's actually orchestrating this whole like mess, mm-hmm. like it is fucking amazing. Like when it, when they did it, like it literally is like a splash cut where it goes, brah! nineteen ninety four part two. I was like,
2: ah. <laughs> that's like some Wes Craven shit. Right
0: it was really cool, dude. Like, I love that. And It was actually, I was like, dude, this this third act is better than the whole first part. That's
1: cool. I mean, yeah. as somebody who like I grew up with, um, R.L. Stein did not grow up with Fear Street. Like, that's a series that I have these are no
0: very loosely based on it. Like, there yeah. is a Fear Street and there is like a Sarah Fear like yeah. character, but Sarah Fear is like actually evil in the books, whereas she ends up being a sympathetic character in the movies mm-hmm. and whatnot. I really like how they handle all of that. It's really cool. And the visual effects are interesting too, right? Like the blood moss that's showing up like underneath yes. the uh, town and, and like, um, some of the zombie effects are really fucking neat. Yeah. it It's sick, dude. I, I'm glad I stuck I want with more it fear-sharp.
1: because it got better over time. I think like the first movie tried to be too much of like a jerk fest of like,
0: 90s yeah, homage and like it was so weird and i'm
1: a 90s kid like i love that shit like fucking give me all mm-hmm. that give me weezer give me nirvana yeah, Give me I'm, Soundgarden. but like it didn't work i know me. i'm
0: super glad that i suck with yeah. it because like the 1978 is like one of my favorite just horror movies yeah. bar none and uh yeah i i think it landed on a very strong note where i'm like dude do more do more of this mm-hmm. it's awesome i want to
1: branch off from here because no. like, we're, we're running long and this long is probably going to be a three-hour podcast, whatever. I'm having fun with my my best bro. Long in the tooth. Can you tell me about that expression? Because I feel like I learned that from <laughs> you. <laughs> you
0: know, things are just getting a little long in the tooth, right? When
1: I went to the dentist last, uh, like probably back in like early June. <laughs> you want June, to look at what it means? <laughs> so they actually noted that I had very long canines. They're like, you have very long teeth. I'm right. Like, is this a good thing? Is it dangerous? Am I going to die? It sounds dangerous. are like, no, me. it's it's very good you just have to take care of him better. And I'm like,
0: if you describe someone as long in the tooth, you're saying unkindly or humorously that they are old or getting old.
1: Okay. So you use it very loosely in this circumstance of like, okay, things are getting long.
0: Um, horses. (laughs) (laughs) So to branch off of horror, um,
1: we did this thing and we used to do it quite a bit on twitch.tv slash the writer, which Which we did an intro. Um, we did a watch along of a movie called Phantasm,
0: which I always say Phantasm,
1: which I had never seen. And I thought in my mind, I was like, Oh, it's probably like fucking Fantasia. Nothing like that.
0: It's almost like Fantasia, (laughs) (laughs) you know, more, more dwarf zombies, a lot (laughs) of dwarf zombies. Yeah. A bunch
1: I wouldn't say this is, like, one of the worst movies we've seen together as <laughs> wa- on a watch-along. It's probably, like, in the middle. Like, I think, like, there's a lot of intrigue and potential. And What's the worst movie we saw on a watch-along on Twitch? I mean, Velocipastor was pretty bad. That
0: is the worst, but if you throw that out, do you Night think Nightbreed Breed was? Nightbreed was pretty bad. Yeah, too. Nightbreed was really fucking bad.
1: Uh, but we also watched The Phantom, which is, like... Oh, dude, yeah. that. Uh, like, I think Nightbreed is worse. Sure.
0: Because at least Treat Williams is yeah. fun in that movie. Treat
1: Williams is a treat. He's a treat. <laughs> He's great. He's a Treat Williams. But Phantasm is not a, like a series or anything that like I had <laughs> grown up with. So this is the first time I'd seen it and I was like, okay. So I can imagine for the time that it came out, it gripped people, right? It's very low budget for it. <laughs> Did made it? a lot of its I budget I don't even know
0: that, it, that that's quite <laughs> like a true statement back then either. They made like nine of these. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's five. Okay. Maybe six. I think five. Um, second of all, yeah. <laughs> it took them ten years to ever make a sequel, by the way. Okay. Which is not uncommon. Remember, Texas Chainsaw also took like ten years to get to part two.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, um, But Texas Chainsaw part two is like a completely different vibe. It's an amazing genre. movie. Yeah. That's
0: why I want to see Phantasm part two, because it's the same style. Oh, okay. Where it's like, oh, shit. You're just doing '80s horror now instead of like the low, low-key '70s horror. Yeah, and it goes fucking over the. Top. Somebody's fucking spine gets ripped out of their fucking back in part two, and it's amazing. It's really good. There's no like good kills in this movie. No, there's, there's nothing. There's a cerebral bore. There's a lot that of, hunts people. That's true. That's it, it's it's a ball. It floats <laughs> and it has little spikes and it goes yeah. in your head. It's great. Uh, there's only one scene where that thing shows up. Even though it's on the cover of like all of the movies. It's it
1: shows up in a few scenes. Does it really? Yeah. It chases the milkman. It chases <laughs> a few <laughs> other people.
0: Yeah. But what was the what was his name? Reggie? Reggie. Something? Yeah. Yeah. Reggie the milkman who I told you, I was like, Hey Daniel, would it, would it surprise you to know that out of all these characters, Reggie. that Reggie the milkman is the protagonist of the rest of the series? <laughs> And he was right, and I couldn't believe it. And so, yeah, the director Don Coscarelli, mm-hmm. right? He's he's one of the. Um, so if we talk about like the masters of horror, you know, John Carpenter, yeah. Wes Craven, uh, Mick uh, Garris, I think mm-hmm. his name is. Um, Don Coscarelli would be the guy that gives them like their drinks. Like, he serves the their drinks. Yeah, he's he's the waiter, <laughs> the best boy grip, basically. But he's been in the horror scene forever. And Phantasm is his friend. Phantasm is his franchise. I don't want... I have to say Tazem. I don't mm-hmm. know why. That's his franchise. That's his baby. That's his whole mastermind mm-hmm. shit. I don't know... I've never read about why this man decided to make a movie about a fucking... What do you call the mortuary guys? It's like, they're like crypt keepers. The crypt keepers. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not out there like fucking uh, keeping up a graveyard. He owns like a... Like a mausoleum. Well, in the movie, it's a mausoleum. Yeah. It's supposed to be a mortuary, but it's a fucking... It's a mausoleum in the movie. What do you call that? But he's the curator of dead bodies. Whatever it is. So this t- this unnaturally tall man... A mortician? A mortician. <laughs>
1: curator of dead bodies. We really
0: got... <laughs> <laughs> we really went to a few places there, but I'm glad that we got to be mortician, yeah. right? So he's a mortician, he's tall, but apparently he's also a fucking wizard of some sort. And his whole bag is that... People are dying in unseemly ways. We open with a really nasty-looking '70s dude who's like hanging out with like Like a a lady of the night. Lady of the night. Yeah, she shows her titties and then kills him. And then it becomes the mortician becomes the tall man yeah the tall oh, that's man. what they call him the tall man his name man. is the tall man you're and right and his famous line is
1: boy <laughs> that's his line which clearly god of war 2018 was inspired by right
0: so yeah. we have this weird relationship <laughs> so like there's a kid there's a small kid huh. with 70s hair feathered uh, as you will i forget his name yeah his brother's name was michael
2: his or older mikey. brother
0: mikey who's way cooler apparently he's Played like guitar. 40. Like he has a little brother that's in high school and he's like 40. There's no parents. I don't know what happened. Maybe the tall man got him. And, <laughs> Maybe. And this guy's out there just trying to live his life and be cool and yeah. mack and Girls in Graveyards, right? And his little brother is just like obsessed with him over He's
1: riding like a, like he's obsessed with his brother and he's right. riding a quad through the cemetery. Right. There's a lot going on here. It's, it's
0: a, re- it's a really like, I don't know how you would say the movie. It's a movie where like things occur, but I wouldn't say anything happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and I'm glad the runtime like was under 100 minutes. Like a previous <laughs> was like, movie we were talking about, 90 minutes. Because I was like, man, I couldn't imagine this movie being any longer. Because no. it doesn't say much, it doesn't do much,
0: it doesn't do. It's a lot. visually
1: odd. There's um, a lot
0: of really dark shots of just houses. Yeah like the exterior it's,
1: of houses it's a lot of repeat shots too a lot like of i'm pretty shots. sure they use the same shot five right. times
0: a lot of people just kind of like walking across like the <laughs> scenes and that's like the whole shot yeah but but let us not forget one of the best things of this the fucking soundtrack
1: so there's this one theme
0: it's such a good theme though
1: where and a lot of like uh famous musicians will will call to mind beethoven Mozart Stravinsky what they do things in movements Stravinsky? right
0: Stravinsky isn't that like a DJ or something no
1: really Igor Stravinsky anyway like a DJ they do <laughs> <laughs> DJ Igor in the house <laughs> but they do this thing where like there's movements. so like they set up this initial like theme it's very like atmospheric and ambient and you can tell it's being played on a fucking keyboard are you playing it So this is like an EDM version of it. So it's that progression, but they build it up in super epic ways across the movie where it's like, wow, there's oh, more instrumentation the here. Drum and bass version. The drum and bass version
0: is, is so good. Popping dog. Yeah.
1: So like, that's poppin'. my one takeaway. Like, okay, so one music's good Two, never go to cemeteries with, Uh, strangers
0: this isn't
1: it it. uh that you've never talked to before that night (laughs) because they might be the tall man
0: can we also not forget what the tall man's doing which is apparently taking the bodies out of the graveyard and turning them into dwarf zombies to do his bidding it's strange it's it's incredibly (laughs) strange and we don't know his end game we
1: don't know his motivation
0: we don't know why he's just tall and lanky and he comes at people real quick
1: but there is kind of a hint that there is like a like, a tear in the dimension right. in the
0: world. He's, he's got these, it look, like, so he has these, like, metal poles that come out of the ground that yeah. look like one of those, like, uh test the shock, whatever like, Or, situations. like, tuning forks. Tuning forks, yeah. apparently. Yeah. It, it, it's wild. Apparently, the movies explain themselves beyond this one, but this one decided that, like, hey, what if we just didn't tell the audience what was going on? <laughs> <laughs> and calls it a fucking hundred minute horror movie. And they did it. It was something. It was something. It was something else. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we watched it. Right? Part two is so much better. We need to watch part two.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm along for that, that watch along. Yeah. That's a
0: crazy, yeah. But
1: um. So that that kind of caps our, our horror uh, bit right there. I want to ask you something real quick. This is a, just a quick aside here. I meant to ask you this during Fear Street. Okay, this, this came up with a conversation with somebody um sure. I've been hanging out with lately. I want to know. Is it a girl? Yes. I want to know. What's she afraid of?
0: Spiders. That's an easy one everybody's afraid of spiders i like crazy stuff like i'm afraid of colanders <laughs> <laughs> well because that goes back it's like trypophobia where
1: it's like oh you're afraid of holes yeah but we Nasty. were watching we were watching scream together and we were talking about the idea of uh scream queens and, and Wait, final how many Girls. times are
0: you watching scream this week don't dog? worry about
1: it anyway
0: just re-watching
1: scream are you okay <laughs> well i i watched it with her and then i watched it again today because it's kind of funny was reviewing it. i was like oh yeah why what you know,
0: I forgot what it was like three days ago, Kevin.
1: I was hanging out with a girl. I wasn't oh, really watching. Oh, I
0: see. Yeah, we were talking I about see other stuff. You're solving puzzles. Yeah, playing Tetris.
1: So we had a conversation about like who some of our favorite like final girls in horror movies are, right? Like I think mm-hmm. of like you know Jamie Lee Curtis and and uh, Halloween and stuff like that. Right, she's like the final girl. Yeah. Who Who's your favorite like final girl or like scream final girl? Yeah, Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we talked about. It. I think Ripley is a fucking fantastic final girl. Yeah.
0: She's always the final girl yeah. until she gets thrown in the lava in part three. Do you know how, how much of a final girl she is? She got resurrected.
1: Yeah. She, they made a whole movie around her resurrection, and they gave her this awesome scene where she shoots a back, basketball backwards. Can I, can I do a side
0: branch for you real sure. quick? A side so branch on her side branch? <laughs> I got a side branch for a side branch. Yeah. So, Neil Bloomkamp, he yeah. was trying to make um, Alien 5 for a long time, and he was working with concept artists. And his idea was that it would be a direct sequel to Aliens. Mm-hmm. So um, we wouldn't have the bullshit where Hicks
1: died and
0: Newt died and yeah. in, in between. We wouldn't have the shit. whole David
1: Fincher fiasco.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But they would all be older and they're facing aliens again. Sure. But apparently he, he's been quoted very recently as saying that like, yeah, I think Ridley Scott saw Chappie and said, there's no way we're giving this guy aliens.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if he had stopped
1: with District Nine, yeah, because like, District Nine is like, well, wow, this is interesting sci-fi. Right? It, it
0: really does sound like the more movies <laughs> this guy released, the more he hurts his career. Because uh, his latest movie, a horror movie, demonic, apparently it sucks. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Damn.
0: Poor man. I love that man. Started with Halo. Yeah. He's... Well, it was
1: like a, a mock-up for a Halo movie.
0: Yeah, because yeah. like he did the trailers and shit, where it was like it was live action. And people are like, Halo could be real, and it's like. Do you, do you jack off? Do you like a suit to jack <laughs> you damn off? damn it! Why? Why? Why?
1: I'm in the mic's face right now. Why is there, wherever there's an opportunity to talk about Halo Chief, it's got to be about masturbation. He's a hero. He's a Spartan. He jerks himself off while he does My it name
0: off. is Mr. Halo Chief. My suit jacks me off. <laughs> this is
1: rambunctious. This is great. This Movies is great. are good. Movies are good. Movies are good. So, yes, I will agree. Sigourney Weaver, amazing. Yeah. I will give it to this is a twofer for me. I can't remember the the
0: girl's name, but Cabin in the Woods. Oh, uh, what was she? Was the one that the uh, fucking Dorian Gray spanked a bunch? Is that her? That's her. Is that Dakota? F- no. Dakota Fanning is not. In no, 50. Dakota Brown. Dakota
1: Brown. That's her name. Yeah. Yes. It, she looks like Dakota Brown. Yes. Um, and her and Franz Kahn. Franz Kahn is a good. Franz Kahn
0: is a, <laughs> is a really good final girl. Uh, That's true.
1: Samara Weaving. Mass submit uh, to the court from uh, Ready or Not.
0: Right, Ready or Not's great. Ready
1: or Not's great. Oh my god! And then you know, gotta give respect to, to Nev Campbell, even though we had a kind of conversation about this earlier.
0: Yeah, you're you're trying to come at me about Rose McGowan being way more attractive than that film. She's and a babe. I Said Nev Campbell could have my heart and eat it in front of me. Wow, she could even now. You think she'd be? In the business
1: of that? Because I don't know. She seems pretty busy these days. Is she in the business of eating men's hearts? No. Scream 5 is coming soon to theaters and nef- never a streaming service. What? <laughs> I got to
0: go to the theaters and get the Delta to watch Nev Campbell again? I'll do it. I get the Delta for her. I'll get the Delta for her. I'll get the Lambda. Uh, I'll get whatever other green so thing there is. So the next movie we're going to talk
1: about here is yeah, The Green Knight. An A24 green. production. Oh
0: my god. Dark Souls the movie.
1: A24 feels like kind of like the Annapurna of movies or like the... Wasn't de-
0: Annapurna a movie studio?
1: <laughs> you might be right, actually.
0: <laughs> like, what are Fuck. they
1: doing now? Or like Devolver Digital where it's like, yeah, you, whatever they pump out is going to be fucking gold. Sure. Green Knight, this is a crazy statement. Green Knight is my movie of the year. Really? Green Knight is fucking astounding in terms of visuals soundtracking, character work, writing. Movie and, of the year. And it's movie
0: of the year. We're not even done with the year. Do we have to do another one of these? One like year Halloween year Kills didn't come out yet. And fucking um, the other one, Shang-Chi, didn't come out yet. The Eternals, which looks bewildering to me, didn't come out yet.
1: Don't we get Spider-Man before the end Spider-Man, of the year? Spider-Man. Fuck. We haven't gotten a trailer for that. From
0: Home is coming out.
1: No. Green Knight is it's a beautiful movie. Like, and yes. this is one of the ones where like, I'm glad we saw this in theaters because like yep. the ratio, the widescreen effects, just seeing like full shots, just like slowly pan across like a fucking big movie screen. Like it has an effect that just seeing it at home wouldn't. Right. Cause you're so immersed in every right. shot. Like the cinematography, the, the, the editing, all of it. It's just, it's beautiful. Like right. I, I haven't right. seen a right. film like that this year or in a long time. and, it's crazy because, like, the story of, like, what? Sir Gowan and the Green Knight? This is, like, a fucking, like, couple hundred-year-old story at this point. Like, what, that was, like, the 1300s? 1400s?
0: It's an epic poem, isn't it's it? It's an
1: epic poem. Think, think Homer. Think the Odyssey. That's old shit. But A24 is like, we're going to make a new shit. Right. <laughs> and I, like... David Lowry directed the shit. David Lowry came in. I'm
0: not familiar with David Lowry's work.
1: I'm not either. Um, I know they... They had a budget of fifteen million. Um, really? Yeah, let me see what else David. That's
0: um nothing. <laughs> like in movie terms, that's like being able to, you know, fund craft services. Why does David Lawry look like that? <laughs> Why does he look like he takes a unicycle to work? <laughs> he
1: has such a thick mustache. Daniel just
0: showed me a picture of this man. Completely bald, gigantic so, mustache.
1: He did an original work, it's called Ain't Them Bodies Saints. In 2013, starring Rooney Mara okay. and Casey Affleck. All right. Um, he did an adaptation <laughs> of *The Old Man and the Gun*. Okay. And Pete's Dragon. Pete's. And then he did. Fuck is Pete's Dragon? It's it's a Disney movie. The Disney movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So in 2016, he directed the Disney film *Pete's Dragon*, a live action film which he had co-written. It was a new work loosely based on the same original story as the Disney hmm. 1977 musical of the same name in 2018 he directed the old man and the gun okay and then 2021 he did the fantasy epic green knight green Would
2: knight you is- call
0: this an
1: epic yes no well because
0: i, I literally can't use the word epic here
1: no be- so think about it in the in the old literary sense right of like homer and the odyssey right the iliad right those are epics okay they're, they're tales of those are
0: Yes, yeah, so this is in the same. This is like this is in the same vein. This is like a home movie in a backyard version of an epic. You're crazy. No, I'm not saying it's bad at all. I'm just <laughs> saying it's it's more. It's way more reined in than being like I'm going on this gigantic epic odyssey. He goes to three places, dog.
1: Okay, so. It, it is an epic in the sense that it's a story of a, a person... <laughs> they even tell from-
0: him it's going to take him like, oh, it's going to take you less than four days to travel <laughs> this. Like, that's not an epic. Homer was like, I'm going to be out in see why, for a million years, and I'm probably going to fight the Hydra and have sex with mermaids. <laughs>
1: Maybe still and Charybdis will show up, and there might be a fucking uh, Cyclops.
0: If I see a Cyclops, I'm going to fucking poke him in the dick. I'm
1: going to po- poke him in the eye with my dick.
0: Th- that too yeah
1: no i mean no no, no. i get
0: what you're saying so like it it
1: is an epic in the sense of a character who like wants to rise to nobility wants to rise to knighthood is doing this simple quest that ends up being a very like um
0: no i gotta fight you again
1: it's a it's a very um
0: i gotta fight you on epic
1: hold on let me finish the thought fight you it's it's a very like brilliantly articulated like morality tale right where there's like three major movements of like him being tested in kind of the greater like arc of his story and what he's trying to achieve
0: so yeah no I, and I totally agree with that yeah. I think I, I can test epic <laughs> okay in the sense that I was surprised by how um, you know kind of Reined in consolidated this film was it would it told these tales in these kind of small vignettes like Mm -hmm. there's very there's like maybe three or four vignettes that he goes Mm -hmm. through that are kind of like hey what what is the measure of a man right that kind of thing right it's like what homer would do right but like Small Smaller. scale, yeah. It's way small scale. So like, I throw out epic. I throw out epic, and I like that it's not an epic because like somebody would like look at the like advertising for this and think like, yeah, he's gonna get into fucking crazy fights with like uh, the Green Knight and crazy things. Like, no, it does. He doesn't fight at all in this movie.
1: There's actually very little like fight choreography. There's very little
0: action in this yeah. film, you know. But like, it <laughs> is a still a visually intensive movie. Like, yeah. it is a visual treat. Like every shot, every scene, the colors, it, the colors, oh, everything pops. God. About what. What they do, right? Like every piece of dialogue is very like deliberate to make you feel away. They do the whole ASMR, like you have no legend yet. You know, like that kind of like just small, like the whole movie. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I have a half job, and it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's Meet good. me in one year, one year hence. <laughs> ah! The
1: whole ah, the whole framing of this movie is just yep. like it's it's simple and it's incredible and I think that's what right. builds it to an epic of like this man played by Dev Patel who's I can't tell if I want to be Dev Patel or be with him he's uh, handsome both probably he's right very he's a very attractive he's
0: at, man. but you know what my big takeaway is mm. he's kind of a piece of shit in this film. His character is a piece of well, shit? Well, yeah.
1: I mean, he fails the last morality test and basically cheats on his uh, to-be bride.
0: Well, in his yeah. head. In
1: his head, basically.
0: I, at least I, I, I had that being like, where he just kind of played through the scenario of like, what if I ran away in this moment, right? Well, no, but,
1: no, so before that, the third act where he's at that place where it's like, oh yeah, you can ride out by Christmas, but like, hunt with me. Like the, the king and- Joel uh, Edgerton. Yeah, and then yeah. the, um, I don't know if the woman was played by- um, uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, or... she played
0: two roles in this film, which actually I did not know. I didn't know either. Right, there's something about... She's like a <laughs> chameleon, yeah. right? Like I, I, She's very beautiful. She's yeah. very talented. But for some reason, I literally... Like, when she's in a movie, she's everyone. Mm-hmm. She's every woman on Earth. I don't know how it's possible. She's
1: very, like, fluid in, in her acting and like she both plays the initial girlfriend and the the seductress that he, he cheats
0: yeah on. which i did not catch until somebody actually said oh that's the same actress and i'm like
1: what <laughs> yeah like i was like are you kidding me it's, it's actually a little wild but yeah. okay so like you say he's a piece of shit i think like up until the, the third test yeah. he's done really well like there was a scene where like you know um he meets up with the the beggar and the thief who like is asking for help, you know, and like, yeah. he lends him a hand and then he gets like, basically like, you know, robbed in the situation. Bamboozled. Like, bamboozled. Then he's just doing from the good of his heart. And then the yeah. second act, which is like, you know, he, he chances mm-hmm. upon, uh, the house, um, with the, the woman, I forgot her name.
0: Oh, uh, right. Fr- from um, the Ar- flag smasher from Falcon and the winter soldier.
1: Yeah. Aaron Kellyman. Uh, she played Winifred and yeah. basically like it, she's this apparition. who is like, Hey, like, i'm beheaded you have to find my head at the bottom of this lake right and he rises to the occasion and like it's all
0: these moments of him basically like no daniel he He didn't rise to the occasion initially because he at first was like okay so you want me to dive into the lake yeah she's like yes what will you do for me and she looks and goes why would you ever ask that
1: yeah that's fair and
0: it's like Almost on every single trial, even if he doesn't like commit to being a piece of shit, he goes through the thought process of being a piece of shit. Okay, fair. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Like, a way, like It's an interesting morality tale in that it's not a triumphant morality tale. He actually, We actually have scenarios played out in real time. Either it's in his head or actually something that he did mm-hmm. where he kind of fails at first. He flounders. He flounders at the face of bravery because that's the truth of it, right? No one is completely chivalrous no one is completely perfect he mm-hmm. is an imperfect character throughout every test that he gets sure. but he ultimately kind of stumbles his way to the right answer yeah a little bit <laughs> which mean, is such an interesting way to play it i mean that's kind of the
1: whole point of it right exactly when we find gowan he is in a brothel he's getting yep. drunk right and he is not really doing much and you know his his mother confronts him and this is like the ultra interesting aspect of this is it's basically about mommy issues and, and mommy fucking and all this
0: stuff. Ah, uh, what? Well, I don't know about the mommy fucking part. Did that happen? No. Did not, I miss not something? quite. Did but, I miss mommy fucking? But the, but <laughs> you
1: you would have known if you'd seen it. But
0: like this movie, like if you told me that it happened in this movie, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, probably happened. Well, like I, wa- thi- I watched Dev Patel jizz to his fucking like sash.
1: That's my new king. <laughs> I can't Jizzing into a sash and having to wear it is my new
0: king. Isn't jizz weird? Yeah, it's a little like when we talk case, about. A little... It's just weird. Let's right? talk about semen real quick. I'd rather it be a sound. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> no, hear me out. No, I've instead heard you. It, instead of it being like this, like nasty thing that comes out of you, I'd rather it be like a ba 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 like when you're done coming. <laughs> okay. You okay?
1: That was me sipping up to the mic in just deep thought of what I will say next. It Um,
0: just makes towels harder.
1: Is that what you come into?
0: No, I don't.
1: Like I said, I come in cream into a green sash that I then wear and is my strength. (laughs) You're no knight. (laughs) (laughs) That, that's actually the end of the kink where you get degraded,
0: where it's like, you're no real knight. Do people want to be degraded? What's up with that? People want to be degraded. I don't want to kink shame anybody. Sure. Even though I naturally do it. Um, What's with with degradation? Like, why is that a thing that's like, oh, god damn it, just make me feel filthy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is it? Like, I I don't want to feel filthy, dude. Some people do. Really?
1: I guess I'm hot to be degraded and, like, (laughs) be submissive in the moment. Right. Anyway, Green Knight. You're no knight. (laughs) (laughs) The, The thing is, right, like this is the story of arthur's like nephew essentially right <laughs> yes and like arthur Arthur's a very noble knight right did this whole thing brought the knights of the round together did this whole fucking thing and his nephew's just like yeah i'm just a dude who wants to like you know fuck wenches and drink and just figure out my life hang out with goats right no big deal um but his mother puts himself up to the challenge basically puts a curse on her son yeah wow um and this whole situation, right, where they're sitting at the court and they're discussing knighthood and lineage, and then this the fucking green knight shows up, dude. The <laughs> green knight shows up. And it is one of the most, like, I we had taken edibles
0: for he's this. He's like a night walker.
1: We took edibles for this, and I was just like, <sighs> the entire time, like, finger and mouth, just like like, super tense, where I'm like, what's gonna happen? And he's like land one blow <laughs> i will return it finger and mouth i uh, like uh, you're biting your finger I was Biting my finger okay was, okay yeah
0: was, is that like a thing when you feel t- like i i know like biting the knuckle like oh my god <sighs> but you're biting your finger a little bit okay it's a little tense is that a degradation thing <laughs> no it's oh, not okay. a degradation just, i'm thing. trying to check
1: no uh-huh. Kevin. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. but the scene where the green knight shows up it's like it's this intense moment where it's like all these like greater men and knights, like, are just like, yeah, we'll fight this dude, but not quite. And then Gowan's like, yeah, I'll, I'll strike you, you know, like, <laughs> whatever you want me to do, I will do it. And like, he kneels and he has any option, right? He could have stabbed him, right? Right. He could have just nicked him real quick. Well, the guy he's
0: gave like, him like his rule set, right? Yeah. He was like, hey. whatever
1: you do, I'll do in return in one year hence, right? And yeah. he's like, I'm going to fucking behead you
0: that was a bad move
1: it was a bad move because tell you, the green impulsive. knight remembers
0: yes <laughs> well not really actually because remember when he finally confronts him and goes like do you remember where you cut me and he's like yeah here and he's like oh okay <laughs> like as if like it didn't bother him that he got beheaded well he still ago. remembered it it just didn't bother him Maybe, so you think he was just testing him just yeah, asking of him? course I'm like, okay yeah because that that's the,
1: the whole saying. thing about this movie it's it's, it's a test
0: right it's it's an interesting film uh one of the most striking moments was when there's this these giant naked people naked giants titans i guess you were like just walking through and he says it's not an epic it's not an epic but um it's a very small story for something that is in the guise of an epic that's that's the thing that gets me about it like Mm -hmm. it's a it's a fantasy story but it's not like an epic fantasy it's it's Reined in it's introspective a lot of moments it's Mm -hmm. it's it's different you know you're not getting lord of the rings out of this shit oh no no, you're getting fucking lord of the (laughs) like (laughs) that's what's happening here right yeah um but there's this moment so he befriends this fox thing Who... who oh yes is running around and eventually learns how to Talk or maybe always knew how to talk. It, mm. it doesn't matter. I don't know how much of this is a fever dream. Literally, death till turned into a skeleton at a certain point. <laughs> and he took mushrooms at another. Point. He took mushrooms <laughs> at so a different like, point. A lot of it could have been a fever dream. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Like the whole movie is kind of like this weird, like drug fantasy, basically, right? Like the movie does not want to speak in normal terms. It wants to speak using dream and allegory, which is really interesting. It's visually interesting. Yeah. It's 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 like wide swaths we don't um, get a lot of movies emotion.
1: like that anymore
0: uh i mean here and there but they're always low budget things because apparently you can't sell this shit to the fucking dum-dums that want to see uh scarjo do backflips right sure so uh, this but the, this one scene i thought it was super interesting which is uh he basically asked the giants for help like hey can you like get us there and like they come in speaking their weird <gasps> like fucking whale language (laughs) and the fox jumps in front of him starts fucking like barking and you think like oh he's protecting the green knight Mm -hmm. uh i think it was tim gettys who said that he read up on it and apparently the the theory is that the fox actually said no don't help him he has to figure this out interesting and i think that makes the movie so much more like oh shit like everyone's a part of this whole like yo this dude wants to fuck around and get a legend He's gonna find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the whole point of the movie. Uh, it's it's so interesting. I, I, I it sticks with me. I don't think I absolutely adore the movie. There's things about it where I'm just like, I wish this was a little cleaner or I wish this was like a little more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um but overall, I think it's one of those movies that's still stuck in my bones, right? Yeah. Like, it's still, like, out of all the films I watched this year, there's a, there's a couple where I'm just like, I'm still thinking about that one, going like, yo, I want to return to that. Where some movies are completely like, I don't need to go back to you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Vin Diesel. So, yeah. Yeah, I haven't
1: quite seen a movie like that this year. I mean, I've seen other, like, A24 movies this year. And after watching this, yeah. I actually went on a fucking um, Ari bender, and I watched... The first half of Hereditary and then the Ugh. first half of Midsummer, Ugh. Which is like, what are you doing to yourself? Do you hate yourself?
0: I, it's weird. Those are good movies. They
1: are. But I, I don't want to watch them all.
0: Exactly. I don't yeah. want to watch them like again. Like I, I just don't want to digest those films yeah. again. Like, they're effectively just like, they trigger a part of my brain that says, you never want to be in this scenario. This is the worst dream that you could ever have in your life. <laughs> That's but- what Ari Austin directs
1: no it, exactly but no. it's like it's also like a fascinating record it's like wow i love the way you've framed a lot of this and yeah
2: i mean like
0: sure. green knight
1: is not a movie that i want to watch every tuesday right you know it's no. not like you know no. a fun movie like scott pilgrim or whatever else right like it's it's a it's heady it's, it's, more, baby <laughs> yeah, it's more baby driver than anything it's more baby Driver
0: than
1: um and it's it's a complicated movie. Like, I think it, a lot of people might see it and be like, oh, whatever about this. But, like, yeah. I think it's it's visually effective. I think the story for how simple it is, like, it delivers from, like, beginning concept to end to resolution. It, and- it's definitely
0: a movie that, like, you just have to th- think about and there's no clear answer as to what you're seeing. Yeah. Right? It's a movie where you got to, like, unfortunately, audience, you have to draw your own conclusions mm-hmm. about it, right? If you need to, there really isn't conclusions to the story. It's just more about... Uh, the ideas and the challenges and the things that we face every day on sometimes exaggerated scale but it's mm-hmm. all relatable in different facets like each of the vignettes i think are so important because like it's it's almost like saying anyone can walk in and have a, a different takeaway from each of these yeah you know like like you and i did like the yeah exactly like i was like no he wasn't a fucking hero in that moment with that ghost he straight up was like what are you gonna do for me and she was like what the fuck's wrong with you yeah no you're
1: right you're right yeah I and it's like we've
0: that. all been there right we've all been in a moment where it's like oh we should just what's in it for me yeah exactly like what well, well, you know but is that really the true nature of um bravery is that what legends are made of you think a legendary figure would be like, well, what am I going to get out of this? (laughs) You know,
1: it's interesting the way that we like paint legendary figures, right? Like, you know, Arthur or Jesus of Nazareth, right? Where it's like, there are these idyllic portraits of men and people. And I'm sure they did bad stuff in between. We just didn't tell those stories. Um, and I love that this is a nuanced tale of somebody rising from, gray areas and, and shaky morality to want to be better, right? Because he wants to be a knight. He wants to rise to greatness.
0: Does he? He? I think he does. Well, that's the question, right? Initially, he does, yeah. Does think... he want to be better or does he just want... To be great. ...the story? Does he want to be great? <sighs> yeah. And that's kind of the... the yeah, that's fair. I, I love that the movie plays with both of these yeah. ideas, you know? Um, But also, I will say, that here's the greatest failing of this film.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fucking Alicia Vikander is just like... I want to be your woman. I can be by your side. I can hold your hand, to speak with you, commune with you. And he doesn't say a single thing. I wanted to throttle that man.
1: <laughs> he, he says nothing, whether in protestation or agreeance.
0: He's yeah. just like, one of the most frustrating yeah. things I've ever watched on film in you, my life. You can
1: ride me and I'll come into your green sash and make it my own. Sure. Just fucking... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dev. Come on, Dev. What's <laughs>
0: going on, Dev? You want to go fuck around with a green knight? That dude's going to behead you.
1: He was all about that. He was about that. And the show. thing is, like, his mom set it up from the fucking start. And I What a
0: man that. thing, by the way. What a man thing. How do you figure? Just like, hey, yeah, you know, I got I got enough honor here. Or, no, no. no. The, the big question of the movie is... Why do you need to be great? Isn't being good enough?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, that's literally the question asked by his girlfriend in the the first 30 minutes. And I'd be like,
0: this seems pretty good. I'll settle for good because good is consistent. Greatness comes at the cost of your head.
1: But that's the folly of man, right? Where we always want to strive for fame or greatness. And We'll sacrifice anything for it because it's all about- I feel like
0: you keep on naming me without you songs. (laughs) Portrait of men, folly (laughs) of men. Like, what's going on here? EB life, I guess. (laughs) But that's the thing, right? Where it's like, we want to
1: be great and we'll we'll abandon everything for it just so we can have a spot in history. And that
0: feels like this movie. Fuck history. I want to hold a girl's hand. Same, dude. (laughs) I wouldn't be the Green Knight. I also would have like i listened to the rules I've been like so I get to nick you and you'll walk away yeah. like I would ask him too <laughs> I'd be like alright well I'm gonna nick you real quick okay yeah. alright man I'll see you that's next it. year that's it like cause, it's... cause like he even said in the note going like okay well we'll meet like friends afterwards cool dude now I got a friend in the fucking immortal green knight that's awesome yeah the thing is like <laughs> Dev Patel didn't have to behead this dude Dev Patel fucked up consistently in this film <laughs> like, people want to be like he's so brave I was like he is an idiot <laughs>
1: But he looks good doing it. Yeah, he's got a great beard. He's got
0: a good face. He's a stupid idiot. <laughs> the whole movie.
1: <laughs> this will be my last point on it. The the time jump from when he does the beheading to the one year hence is great. Because yeah. they do it through like a puppet show.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good.
1: It's so good.
0: In an all too quick year.
1: <sighs> Green Knight. I th- it's Green still night. my movie. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. It's amazing. I think it's a great movie. The next movie here that I think is great is... John Wick by another name. Nobody. Nobody. Starring Bob Odenkirk as this retired hitman mm-hmm. who just needs to get his fucking shit off. Like, like he, could, he could have retired into obscurity, but, like, again, he couldn't quite quit the life.
0: I love this movie in that it's it's not a straightforward... Like, it has a lot of, like, tropes for the, uh, I don't know what you want to call like, the death wish genre of revenge yeah, quote unquote perfect, films. Actually. and it doesn't do any of those things despite the fact that it still ends up in the same like we're gonna have a gigantic shootout by the end of the movie yeah. right but it's like it's <laughs> such a strange movie where you think like you know what's gonna happen and then it just fucking flounders in a very comical but like realistic way and you're like wow that is life huh yeah <laughs> like he's bad at fighting at first right like he, he gets fucked up well, you the know? thing is, like, he's been so removed from that world right for a while because, like, he is a living, family
1: man. Yeah, he is a family man. Yeah. Um, he's living with his wife and his two children. And at that point, you'd have to imagine he's been out of the game for as long as maybe his second born has been alive.
0: Right. Years right? and years.
1: Maybe, like, maybe he's been doing it while son was, was born. But, yeah. Like, but the, it's been
0: years. He worked for the government, he worked for <laughs> what he likes to call the acronyms. Uh, oh, whether yeah. it be FBI, CIA, or mm-hmm. whoever. He just calls them the acronyms. And he was what was called an auditor. He was like, I technically couldn't arrest anybody, so if I couldn't arrest them, then I had to make sure that they weren't there yeah. anymore. I audited them. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, auditing is crazy. Um, but yeah, he the instigation point for this film is a break-in happens on his little idyllic suburban home, mm-hmm. and... It's a desperate. We find out it's a desperate couple of burglars that um, basically emasculate Bob Odenkirk in front of his son. His son is like even tries to like go after one of the burglars, and like Bob Odenkirk gets the drop on him, and then he just like has a moment where he's just like, I don't want to go down this path, yeah. you know? Like he's and just like he, he, well, he,
1: yeah. It leads to his son getting kind of like beat up a little. Oh, he little gets bit. hit in the face, like, yeah. Real good. And then Bob has to live with that because like. Right, his son is like you could have done something. Yeah, him. his
0: son like loses utter respect for yeah. this man, and I'm just like, it's a funny thing where it's like it's almost like um, gamers uh, open up your ears again, but it's like a Atreus like not respecting Kratos for not using like an act of violence to assert sure. his dominance in a moment, right? And there was a, there was that a little bit, but it wasn't yeah. for that reason. And like even the son goes like you could have took him, Dad. What the fuck? And so like he just gets like mad about this moment, right? Because like you know a break it, it's a very vulnerable thing right um sure tell me from experience i've had (laughs) break-ins have you i was not like at gunpoint though like in this situation but it is an experience where you gotta imagine where it's like you feel just kind of embarrassed right like uh in this dude's position he's supposed to be the lion of the house my glasses are off he's supposed to be the lion of the house (laughs) (laughs) and you know and then you know that secretly like he used to be king of the fucking jungle yeah And these two these two people just like basically fucking embarrassed him in front of his kid. But we find out a really cool subversion later in the story about why he did not like destroy those two despite having a history of violence, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like he looked at the gun that was being pointed at his head. And he was like, this thing hasn't been fired in years and also has no bullets.
1: And he like he knows that like this is a a couple acting out of like desperation, maybe to provide for themselves or doing something in the moment. Yeah. But this is kind of like the, the the fulcrum for the rest of the movie, and it's short. The runtime on this is like, it's one of those ninety-six minute movies where it's like, fuck, you used every second very effectively. <laughs> and I didn't expect much going into this, right? Like, I think um, there was a movie that got announced just before this. It was a it was a Mew movie. I forget what what it's called. A Mew movie. Uh, Mary Elizabeth.
0: Oh, I... yeah, we call her Mew. Oh, these oh, days. oh, that's the one on Netflix, right? Where she's like a it's like a revenge porn movie, right? Yeah. She's like a John Wick ish yeah, character. It's just
1: a single name, Samantha. Yeah, it's
0: something like it's that. Something like it's something like that. Oh, it's called Kate. Kate. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> it's called a Kate. different white name. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, so if it feels like that, that vein of like, yeah, just kind of like assassin movies, and right. th- this is a spot where it's like, okay, cool. Well, he failed his family. He has to live with that every morning. His son is just like, I don't care that you made me awesome
0: eggs, Benedict. You're yeah. a fucking bad dad. You almost let me You're die. You're a bad dad. You should have murdered those burglars. Yeah. Dance in their blood. That would be great. All, teenagers are like that, right? They, they always are. want you to kill kids. They're super or angsty. Kill or whatever, right? Um, mm. But, the, the, you know, you know, we always talk about movies like show, not tell. Sure. And I, I'm a big believer in that. Mm. But I also think that if your tell is better than your show, fucking tell it. So, the like, that moment that he has where... Um, so, apparently... Here's a weird thing. There's a lot... We're, we're jumping around, but... He has a brother that's gone into hiding who also was in the life. And it's... You eventually figure out that it's played by the RZA. <laughs> the RZA is his brother.
1: Oh, yeah. His spiritual
2: brother. Yeah,
0: but, like, they talk on CB radio yeah. all the time. And um, basically ask him, like, so why didn't you fucking go, you know, full cocked on, the, on mm-hmm. these guys? And he explains to him, going like... Ah, the gun wasn't fired and it was empty. And it's such a scary thing to think that this person is such an expert yeah. at violence that he understood immediately to be like, is there bullets in this chamber? Like his eyeballs immediately forget it yeah. that out. That's you telling that this character, he knows his way around violence (laughs) it's it's interesting because like the setup
1: of it is like he works in like a a mill of sorts right like a factory even
0: i think he works for like a like a packaging facility or something like that like a tuna packaging facility or something crazy he does
1: something very basic with his life and then when this moment happens and his his suburbia is disrupted he decides against it but he also decides like you know what like this has been eating at me. My son's pissed at me. Right. I'm going to have to go fucking seek vengeance. And when he does, he chokes in the moment because like he realizes that this is two people just trying to survive. Right. That yeah. They needed to do. It this. was a like, couple.
0: They have a baby who's yeah. like on a respirator or something. And it's all very sad. And he decides not to blast their fucking brains out.
1: So this is <laughs> yeah, again, it's... within like the first like 20 minutes. Yeah. And in, in John Wick, when it would have established this revenge tale is like, Oh Yeah.
0: It would they, have been clear cut. They killed my dog. Exactly the dog that my, my wife gave me. Right. These are bad Russian people. One of them from Game of Thrones. So the thing is, like, <laughs> Bob
1: Odenkirk is like he's he's got blue balls for revenge, right? Like he right. can't he couldn't do it then and there because he felt bad about it, but he's on this this bus on the way home, and these the bus accident like incidentally crush like crashes into like this uh, luxury vehicle of Russians. And they're like, oh you crashed Russians the are the
0: bad guys in most of the movies we've seen this summer. What's going on here? We hate Russians again? It's a new Cold War. <laughs> we got Cold War two? Call of Duty, Cold War Two. I think Idris Hell was in that one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> he might He's the news be.
1: these days. People love him. Uh, but he's on this bus and yep. these Russians come on they're drunk they've had a night of their own and right. there's this this lone woman on the bus and they decide to be predators about it and approach her and be kind of like kind of interface and Bob Odenkirk's like oh yeah, yeah. I, I can't let this fly and he he's he stands up for the woman and it becomes this this is the part of the movie where I woke up where yeah. I was like Whoa! It's a very intense, like, kind of old boy scene of like Bob Odenkirk versus five Russians in this bus, where he's like shanking them with pieces of glass and fighting, and it's it's such a good like close quarters choreographed scene. And Bob Odenkirk takes a few licks and he, he gets fucked up by the end of it, but he ends up basically just fucking handling all five of these dudes. And it makes its way back to Russia. Hang
0: on, hang on, hang on. We're skipping. So this is one of my favorite parts of this film, where, like, if this were John Wick, John Wick wouldn't even fucking, like, gotten punched once. He would have just fucking, he would have one bullet in the chamber and somehow killed five guys. Yeah.
1: Bob kirk gets wrecked.
0: He gets fucking yeah. wrecked. He gets fucking smacked around. He gets tired. He gets thrown out of a goddamn. He gets thrown through a window of the bus. And, and then he comes back through the, the front door. Through. And it's like that's my favorite thing about this film where it's like, it's like, yo, this is not gonna be a clean thing for this guy because he's old, he's middle aged, yeah. he's been out of the game for a while, and like he's trying to be a badass, and the scenes are set up like oh he's gonna fucking wreck these folks and he and has he to work does. he has to work harder for it, which yeah. I really love but he eventually fucks these people up he ends up like fucking uh one of the russians he ends up fucking uh crushing his windpipe so he has to fucking
1: like he has to have like a straw yeah he
0: ends up cutting the dude's (laughs) throat just to put a straw in it so he can breathe again because he felt
1: bad i guess but this is then the spinning point for the rest of the yeah. movie where that guy ends up in the hospital the spiral moment. And that dude is related to a very big
0: l- known person. I love this. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I love this, that it isn't just like, Oh, somebody came in, killed my wife and yeah. now I'm going to get revenge. No, it was literally like he, tr- he felt emasculated yeah. by a break in, <laughs> found out that the burglars were sympathetic, yeah. got real, got fucking violent blue balls yeah. about it and decided, <laughs> Oh, Hey, these idiot Russians that are drunk and crashed in my bus. I'm gonna take my fucking anger out on them. And ended up spiraling into a situation where he angered one of the worst fucking, like, mob bosses on Earth.
1: He was a guy that and he's new to the scene too right they establish that this guy's like new to the business and what he's doing which is basically holding all the assets and funds for all these major mafia which is very uh dark
0: Knight, by the way yes yeah that one scene where it's like i have all of your money because i have i have connections
1: (laughs) and the, the scenes that follow are basically like wait who who came after you describe them to me and They end up with his license, I think. Yeah. And that's how they ended up identifying. No, it's his
0: fucking bus pass. Oh, it's his (laughs) bus pass. So they do the
1: the cross correlation and it's it's actually this one woman who's like major into IT and like tech. Right. And is like Oh, actually, I need to quit. This is this is nobody. I can't be involved in this. And that's the thing. Like he is the Baba Yaga of this this universe, <laughs> he right? Is where like he's he the Baba.
0: He's the Baba and the Baba Odenkirka. And, <laughs> <the> Baba Odenkirka, <laughs>
1: and people don't want to fuck with nobody. And it's, nah,
0: you don't fuck with nobody.
1: It's dude. so crazy because like they try him anyway, right? Right. They send assassins to his house. He does the contingency plan of like, all right, well, the basement is our shelter. Right. And we're gonna defend from here. And he, he sends his wife and his two kids down there. Yeah, yeah. And I like that his wife is actually in on it, too. Yeah,
0: she knew that she he's he was, yeah. like, whatever he was, an otter. Yeah, right? she she had been with him for, like, But, like, like their relationship is kind of eroded because he fell into the suburban yeah. life, and apparently she was probably <laughs> attracted to when he was a fucking murderer, yeah. because most women are attracted oh, to murderers. Oh, this makes her a little wet. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy shit. I'm attracted to murderers more than normal women as well, so it, it makes sense to me. So the rest of this movie gets a little <laughs> wild because bob odenkirk
1: levels a it's house of wild. 20 assassins
0: yes he does he's and very good at what
1: he does basically turns it into his favor of like wait who's after me okay cool i'm gonna take it to their house and he basically he teams up with rizza and his father who no. we haven't talked about yet but is chris lloyd christopher lloyd <laughs> back from the future And he's just like, yo, dad, I'm back in the game. And Riz is like, are you back in the game? And they're like, all right, cool. We're going to support you. And he's like, I'm going to go to this place. I'm
0: going to fuck with this major investor. I love that Christopher Lloyd sits down for like 90% of this role. He's in a <laughs> retirement home. Yeah, because he's actually really old. <laughs> he's like ninety. Yeah, but he he still got some action scenes nonetheless. It's it, awesome. Scene. There's a scene people. with him with a shotgun. Like, yeah, he fucking blast somebody's head off. It's, it's great. A, it's a ama- the whole like last act of this yeah. movie is like mind. Oh, it's like so that. good. Everyone gets shot. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I fucking this movie's great. Yeah. I, I I severely recommend this movie. Nobody is amazing. I have to agree. So Justin McElroy just tweeted out. Twitter, settle an argument between me and my wife. If you call someone a tall drink of water, do you feel like it's implied you find them attractive? And it's either yes or no. And 90% of people were like, yes. Yeah. And then his reply to it is, oh God, I'm going to lose this one pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think you fucked this one up, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. When I say like that's a snack or that's a tall drink drink of of water, water I want to fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So. so i want to make a last point about uh nobody real quick Sure, and it's that bob odenkirk i've only really seen him in a few things right i've seen him in breaking bad better call saul a little bit of el camino he's he might be in there and the, what about mr show mr show and like i was gonna say the stuff with david cross obviously what about
0: small soldiers
1: who is he in small soldiers
0: he was somebody but he also <laughs> he was
1: somebody also david somebody.
0: cross was in the in it too they were both in it Amazing. i think he was one of the executives they were like
1: we got to sell these toys oh okay like a, yeah. like a business executive right right film. right yeah. so the thing about me in this movie i'm sorry the thing about bob odenkirk in this movie is that like dude got fit yeah yeah wow I've said it a few times as a bit, and it's just like, this is like, you know, Breaking Saul, right? Like, he is fucking ripped. He's in the fight. He's ready to go. And he looks good. He looks good. Bob Unkirk, I'm rooting for you. I, you just had a heart attack? Yeah. Uh, on the on the set of season five of Breaking Call Saul? Yeah. We need you back, buddy.
0: We, drew, we eat a lot of McDonald's. We're going to have heart attacks. What was the thing you told me last night? That every time you eat a hot dog, 36 minutes of your life is shaved off. Wow. Yeah. Life feels short. I had a gluten-free sandwich from uh, Jersey Mike's today. How was that? Fucking hated it. <laughs> Glute, like, I need the gluten. <laughs> I need the gluten! Like, gluten-free shit tastes disgusting. It tastes disgustingly bad. It tastes, it tastes like drywall, dog. It's horrible. But my stomach didn't hurt afterwards, so I'm pretty sure I have a gluten intolerance. <laughs> I think you for sure do. Yeah, but we're gonna live through that, okay? Because I love beer. Well, here's the thing. Gluten starts with G,
1: and so does this next film, The Gentleman wow i know
0: that was a good dan way
1: it was a dan way that tell me great. about the gentleman a movie i haven't seen
0: very simply this is the best guy ritchie film i've ever seen this is the best one it's so fucking good the i l- best guy ritchie movie my other guy ritchie film that i would have said is the best one is a snatch of course of course
1: snatch is a classic snatch is a
0: classic yeah this movie's better it's okay. crazy I love this movie way more.
1: Give me the elevator
0: pitch for the job. The elevator pitch is that Matthew McConaughey lives in the UK. Wait, he's in this? He is the star. Holy shit. In fact, most of the movie says that he's a protagonist. He's not really, but he is. Okay. Um, But Matthew McConaughey is a drug or marijuana kingpin in the UK. <laughs> Got his start selling in university and ended up creating a very... Um, I, I guess you would say robust ecosystem where he would basically go to different like English lords, you know, little mansion fuckers, and say, "Hey, I want to use your fuckers. yeah, I want to use your backyard <laughs> to grow, yeah, and you get a cut of it too." Okay, and that's how he created infrastructure for one of the biggest operations in all of England. He's an American that fucking knows how to feed green to the English, but he also has kind of a uh, How would you say a violent side? Because, well, when it comes to the seedy world of drug dealing, uh, you might need to uh, carry a big stick, (laughs) essentially. And so he employs uh, Charlie Dunham. And this is my favorite fucking role I've ever seen Charlie Dunham in. Charlie Dunham, Pacific Rim, Mm -hmm. Sons of Anarchy. If you give this man a British accent, he is real. He is (laughs) is textured. He's amazing. Yeah. He is intimidating and eloquent and awesome in this movie. I want to be him and be with him. Okay? So
1: he's your Dev Patel
0: for yes, me. Yes. Wow. Very much so in this film. He's amazing. He's the actual protagonist of this film. <laughs> okay. Which is really funny that they keep on saying Michael Mc- or, sorry, uh, Matthew McConaughey is yeah. the protagonist. He is. And then... Hugh Grant in one of the best pieces of acting I've seen this motherfucker wow, pull out Hugh of his Grant. ass ever. He he plays a swarmy little fucking snitch, basically, mm. who has information about, like, who's coming after uh, Charlie Dunham's boss, Mantha McConaughey, this entire time. And the whole movie is framed around him telling the story of, like, what's going on and back and forth and stuff. And it is so dynamic. The editing is amazing. Colin Farrell comes in in one of the of greatest supporting roles I've ever <laughs> seen this man. Fucking dude, dude. He plays a dude named The Coach, an Irishman who trains a bunch of kids that are on the, uh, how would you say, the fringes of society. Mm-hmm. And he tries to train them up good, but these stupid fucking kids apparently completely rob one of Matthew McConaughey's weed operations. And, <laughs> and yeah, like it's this comedy of errors, but... So much like in Bruges. Very much like in Bruges. It, it But it is snappy it's clever it's really funny it's mm. surprising every scene and like literally it's one of those movies like that is established to give each of the actors an amazing monologue mm-hmm. that sticks in your fucking head forever nice. and like Char- charlie dunham has one that you're just like
2: oh,
0: uh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm afraid of you <laughs> but you're really clever oh my god the movie's fucking viciously great mm. like Dude, you have to see The Gentleman. It's okay. one of my favorite movies of all time. At and it's like, what, 2019, right? Yeah, like last year, yeah. yeah. Or, or the year before. Two years it's before. so fucking good. Wow. Guy Ritchie at his fucking peak, dude.
1: Guy Ritchie's brilliant. You know, he might have given us I two mean, Sherlock Holmes movies that were kind of like, whatever.
0: Yeah, he also gave us that remake of that beach movie starring Madonna. He did do that. That
2: sucked. But
1: at least he didn't do M. Night Shyamalan's old. Who did that? M. Night Shyamalan.
2: Oh,
0: no. <laughs> what a twist.
1: <laughs> so we got two movies left here. Yep. One of them is a big one by James Gunn, Suicide Squad. Sui-
0: Su- suicide Squad? David Ayer's Suicide Squad? No,
1: so this is James Gunn's Suicide Squad in 2021. It's just called
0: James Gunn Suicide yeah, Squad? Yeah, I know there was one in 20- Or is it The Suicide
1: Squad? Is that squad? the difference between yeah, the two? Yeah, that's the-, the only difference. Wow, drop the the, it's cleaner. Add the the. It's dirtier. <laughs> so we watched this movie. Yeah, we did. On HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, what, three weeks ago at this point? Time is a flat circle. Matthew McConaughey, the gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he say that in fucking uh, yes, True Detective? Yes, he did. God, he's so good in True Detective. He's good. You know what else is good? The Suicide Squad. By James Gunn.
0: It was good, not great. Yeah, I'm gonna no, say it.
1: I'll agree with that. I think so. Mm. This movie is very long. It's what, like, two hours and maybe, like, 12 minutes? hmm And I feel like it could have sold its point in an hour and 45 minutes because, like... It, it could have been way briefer, yeah. Yeah, the, like, so the cast is great. Uh, the script, amazing. It's it's classic James Gunn, right? Like, it's, it's him in Guardians if he just was told, hey, do an M rating. Do whatever the fuck you want, right? Super fun. A lot of wit. Great everything about it. But for me, it loses its momentum after a while. Where like like I feel like the setup is cool. Like they do the thing where it's like, here's that old guard Suicide Squad from David Ayers. Right, <laughs> we're gonna kill these people off.
0: Well, it's only three actors that return from the first. movie. Sure, and they do like and a they kill people. one of them immediately. Yeah,
1: which is pretty funny.
0: I almost don't like that. You don't like that I'm Friday fine the Thirteenth thing. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of them dying. Yeah. I don't like that the movie's not chronological. I almost wish that they just started with them in prison and then murdered the fuck out of them. Oh, no. I love this. Really? That yeah. they started that way? No, I love this, okay. like,
1: Friday the 13th fake-out beginning of, like, hey... Yeah here's amanda waller we, we mean
0: the remake by the way that might be confusing for <laughs> yeah. people
1: because the remake has one of the greatest fake outs in all of history yeah the 2009 movie where it's yeah. like a, like a
0: 20 minute fake out yeah wasn't, wasn't it the guy from fucking um what's his face uh, from <laughs> entourage wasn't he didn't he die in like the intro could have been was it somebody i don't know who Maybe it was Oscar Isaac. I don't know. <laughs> Oscar Isaac fucking got murdered on Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> I'll have to fact check this after. Could no, be. There's no, this no but, way.
2: No,
1: so like I like the fake out of like uh right. uh Waller being like, Hey, we need you to do this mission, right? Sure. Uh <laughs> starting Michael Rooker. You gotta
0: go to Cordo Cordomoso. It's this
1: fucking island and Cordovalto. And they get um I forget the guy from the original movie who comes back in the in the next one. Flag. Flag, yeah. so Rick Flag, and then a few other people. You get fucking Weasel, who is Sean Gunn, which I love. I fucking love that they Weasel's get Sean, so Sean Gunn back for these ridiculous roles. I know, <laughs> um, just
0: a CG fucking animal creature.
1: <laughs> and you get you get Pete Davidson. You get fucking uh, Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, and it's like this fun opening segment of like, all right, cool. They are the Suicide Squad. They know what they're up for. They know that they're, they're going on this mission. That they probably aren't going to come back from, right? Maybe, maybe not. And ninety percent of them die, uh, with Margot Robbie and Flag surviving. And then they do yeah, this the number pivot. Is
0: up from the original film because I feel like only two characters ended up fucking dying in possibly part one, right? It was the guy that we didn't care about. Mm. And then Killer Croc exploded <laughs> when he wiggled <laughs> his little butt into the water. Yeah,
1: And the rest just like, yeah, we're not coming back. Like, Will Smith's like, you can't get me for another fucking... Yeah,
0: yeah. I just thought was actually supposed to be Deadshot. And then they decided, uh, like, well, if this dude decides to come back, like, at some point, yeah. let's actually make you... uh What's his name? Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. Which was like, whatever. Who cares?
1: Yeah, like, so the thing for me is, like, I... DC Comics, like, I love a few of the offshoot ones. Like, I like Red Sun. I like um the... Oh, what's it called? Flashpoint, right? Yeah, and a few other things where it's like, cool. This is like playing with the DC curse of the Dark Knight. Curse of the Dark Knight. Um, uh, that guy's
0: a piece of shit, though. And White Knight. The first one was what was it called? Curse of it, the White Knight.
1: I think it was just called White Knight.
0: I thought they were both curse.
1: Mm, maybe. maybe. <gasps> so like this whole setup of 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 the beach and the old unit basically just going, and then the new unit being introduced, like is is really great actually. Like I think um, yeah that that fake out. Beginning and then the the credits. And can everything. we can we
0: talk about Nathan Fillion being the uh, what was it the detachable boy TDK? Oh TDK, or the, te- the detachable kid, and he could detach his arms and he was slapping around <laughs> like the soldiers on the on the. But they were just like, "What's going yeah, on? What's not Actually hurting me at all. But the way he dies is so violent. and That's the thing about
1: all of them. They all die <laughs> very violently.
0: They, they die in horrible ways, yeah. which is really funny and very James Gunny, right? It reminded me of James Gunn back in the Slither days i mm-hmm. had to re-watch slither he after did. watching this film because i was like i missed this gun and <laughs> i missed this gun. i missed this gun right before do you think he sold out with guardians no i won't say he sold out i feel like guardians is very much his dna sure um in fact one of his notes that he got from his original script was that this needs more james gunn like he 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 made a movie like he this was, no for guardians. for guardians he wrote a script that was like he was trying to do like the Marvel s script, and somebody yeah. was just like, No, dude, we hired you to be you. And then he was like, Okay, I'll turn it in like fucking jokes and dancing and all sorts of shit, right? And there you go. That's what Guardians became. Interesting. So I won't say he sold out. I honestly think he just became more James Gunn over time. I think so. It's too. crazy. But he doesn't do his fucking Edgelord jokes anymore. There's a bunch of edgy jokes about, like, in Slither, there's this whole, like, thing about, like, oh, there's a lesbian cop. Mm -hmm. And everyone makes jokes about her just being a lesbian. And I'm just like, that's not a, like, a a joking point? Yeah. Like, I think that would fly, like, in 2006, weird and backwards. And now it would be like, why are you doing that, right? So there's shit like that in the movie. But overall, that movie is fucking fantastic.
1: But that's what I respect about uh james gunn and despite the uh cultural pitchfork mob of people like you know trying to cancel him for like bad jokes right? are you a
0: comic skater bro
1: in bad taste and everything but like despite all that like it it shows the mark of a man who's like hey like that's who i was in like 2010 2012 whenever right and like i'm not that person anymore like i can grow i can be somebody new right like, and that's what a lot of people have tried to, like, kind of hold against them, where it's like, no, you still are that person who made those bad jokes and bad tastes whenever you did that, right?
0: Well, the funny part is the people that were actually digging that shit up were the fucking, like, Republican pieces of shit yeah. conservative dudes trying to, like, end his ass, because he, because James Gunn's very political on Twitter, going, like, yo, fuck Trump, <laughs> yeah. like, the whole time. And so they came after him and tried to, quote, unquote, cancel the man. Mm. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I'm happy that they roped him in for this because, like, although, like you said at the start, it is good. Like, it's it's not the, my favorite uh, DC movie. I still think Birds of Prey is like better than this, hmm. just because like there's a consistency to it. And like, again, this movie is over long. When you get to the part where it's like, okay, you have your new Suicide Squad unit of of great actors and and great chemistry, like. It all works, right? Like, when, when I think about, like, John Cena. When I think about fucking Sylvester Stallone as fucking... As fucking like, King Shark. As King Shark. When Yo. I think of uh, fucking, you know, Idris Elba. All these people. And even the the one guy who plays um, Polka Dot Man. Like, it's such this weird motley crew of, of, of villains that come together that make this, right. like, story and plot really interesting. And by the end of it, I'm just like... You know, I I wish they had streamlight some of it because like the um the ending is just like eh, yeah it's like this kind of uh I don't know the world at stake. Staro is here, everything's happening, and it's just like I wish that had resonated a bit more. Well, Corto Malto
0: was at stake.
1: Yeah, Corto Malto for sure, but like Staro is. Like, Waller
0: was like, well, America will be happy that yeah. Staro is gonna crush these fucking people, so yeah. come on back home. It was fucked up.
1: It was fucked up. It's fucked up. But like, I like this grouping of like the new squad, right? Like, I like that core unit, and I don't remember her name, but the actress
0: who plays like Rat Girl, Oh, Rat Catcher Two, Rat Catcher Two, because Taika Waititi <laughs> is Rat, Rat Catcher, Catcher One in flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which are great flashbacks. I love. Yeah, she's the emotional center of the film. So this, this this leads into my my kind of like not complaint. Yeah. But my wish this was better. Or wish this was excluded kind of thing. Sure. I don't think this movie needed Harley Quinn. And I love Margot Robbie. I think she's great. And I love Bird of Prey. Birds of Prey. As you mentioned before. Mm. I think it's a great movie. I enjoy the movie. That's one of my favorite DC films. A lot of people fucking hated it. Because they hate women. And they don't want to admit that. I love women. And I will admit that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) I think it felt like the script didn't know what to really do with her. So they gave her just like kind of like, Hey, let's separate you for a while. And she has a very funny like arc with like the president of the country. And yeah, she ends like up the murdering the dude because she figures out he's a sociopath. And it she's is, like, well, I'm never going to date a Joker character again. That's yeah. The whole funny. bit is
1: about red flag. She's like, whenever yeah. I, I, I notice a red flag, that's my, like, I, Point out
0: that what's funny is I like that in isolation, but it's very obvious that the core cast of uh Bloodsport and Ratcatcher Two and King Shark and Polka Dot Man sure. were like the main and Flag even mm-hmm. were the focus of like what the story should have been, yeah. and for the most part follows them. And then it seems like it couldn't like the extra parts of the movie that kind of dragged down the pacing were like oh it's fucking the Harley Quinn parts. And then she doesn't even really gel with the rest of the group very well because she shows up, like, later with them. You know? Like, that, that, that's my thing where I'm just like, no, man, Harley Quinn's, like, here's my thing. I, I don't think she dragged down the movie. Mm-hmm. I think she outgrew the movie. Mm. I think we're at the point where Harley Quinn can, needs to continue going down the path of not only Birds of Prey but going, going into Gotham City Sirens. Yeah, like, that needs to happen fair. for her she needs to be the star yeah. of a thing and having her as being as a side a character, character does not work anymore like it worked in maybe in the first Suicide Squad which was totally boring but I'm just like no 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 she's too big for this and it's like it conflicts with the rest of what the movie's doing you that's, know what I'm saying That that's my only complaint
1: that's that's fair so like her her parts mm-hmm. actually like didn't weigh down the movie for me at all a lot of what weighed down the movie for me was like the last like act the last like 40 minutes so
0: you didn't like starro
1: no it, it wasn't necessarily that it was like some weird dual planes of actions that were happening oh, but like oh, i think oh. i think margot robbie and then like the inevitable like integration of her with this new like b unit of the suicide squad worked because they're like hey we gotta go we gotta go get harley quinn we gotta rescue her and like she's yeah. proven at this point that she can survive on her own like whether it's romancing you know <laughs> the the mayor of corda whatever right yeah yeah and, and doing her own thing and And then, like, getting, like, you know, basically, like, arrested and then having to fight her way out. Like, she's doing her own thing. And I I think that that's great in parallel. Um, But when she then comes to the main unit, I think it works. Like, she's not there nearly as much as, like, you know, any of these other characters are being brought together. Like, you know, she hasn't had nearly as much screen time with, like, Idris or, or John Cena. But,
0: like... It would be... So, like, the way that I felt is, like, if you tried to do, like, a new Star Wars movie... With a new cast of characters. Yeah. And fucking suddenly you had Luke Skywalker there as like a side character. And I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, he's just like in the group. He's just like chilling in the group. (laughs) But that's the thing.
1: With James Gunn, a lot of his favorite parts with this movie were like filming Margot Robbie and everything that happened there, right? Like, I think like they had a pretty good like, you know relationship and pit for pat and like a lot of her scenes like they shined on their own i agree like they could have been integrated better integrated with the rest like you have these like competitive moments right with like you know that's fucking, what it was with idris Elba and john cena where it's like there's this back and forth obviously competitiveness but like margot robbie her parts taken alone like granted yeah you could say they don't fit but like i still think they're pretty well integrated in the rest
0: of the film again i don't think it's that they don't fit they do pad out the runtime whereas like if you removed all of her parts the Mm -hmm. movie would still be great or good it would still be good it would still fit like it would still make sense if you didn't have any margot robbie in this she had a
1: a scene outgrew this film. she had a scene where she was in captivity held by her hands above central american mobsters okay and this is a practical scene apparently where she did this all on her own where she got like escaped from like being like you know handcuffed and fought her way out of it and did a lot of practical choreography and that was fun it was gripping like the moments in in levity with her are great towards the last act some of the starro stuff where it's like yeah i think that could have been cleaner and like starro i think as like a dc villain is is pretty interesting but i think they did a pretty like whack job i think at characterizing them here
0: where it's like oh here's well, this. what about having uh, the 12th doctor as like the bad guy i I liked his character yeah uh okay, peter, capaldi. peter capaldi yeah. is uh as the brainiac
1: sort of he dude, was great right? no he yeah. was great. the whole so the whole like initial like seeding of sorrow is pretty great of like yeah, yeah we had these people that went into fucking space And they came back with these starfish and these fucking, like, invasive species. (laughs) You
0: you know what's weird for for me about this movie is that, like, I like this movie overall. I watch it twice. Same. And I still don't love it. There's something holding me back. I don't know what it is, right? And it's like, I don't even think, like, oh, the Harley Quinn parts were bad. Like, no, they were great, actually. I just think that she deserves, like, more of her own movie because she's much more of a leading person than just being a side character in a fucking, like, James Gunn movie, right? It's not even that that like, kind of like hurt it. I just feel like this movie feels like it's disposable. As disposable as its characters were. Because it feels like nothing about the Suicide Squad is going to make a difference to the DCEU. It is a side story that just kind of does its thing. Tries to emulate war movies from the 1970s. Mm. And it's one and done and it ultimately may not matter. It's it's a strange feeling, right? I don't I don't know what it is. I feel like it's a, th- a movie that will easily get retconned, like tomorrow.
1: I mean, they've already positioned James Gunn for a sequel,
0: for Suicide yeah. Squad three.
1: Yeah, they're like, hey, you're you're gonna come back and you're gonna write this thing after after Guardians. Okay,
0: thing. I mean, yeah. I, I be into it. I be into it, but I <laughs> I just feel like this is one of those like, hey, we let the dogs out, and we're not gonna do it again.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> the thing about like dc as a whole is right like for me and maybe for you and a lot of other people like the heroes are what like shine the brightest and those like suicide squad like i didn't follow the comic lineage so like these characters like yeah i know them but like as a group as their mission and what they're supposed to be doing
0: like i don't really care about it it seems like the comics don't have any impact on the films yeah
1: like i could take or leave any of this it's fun like it's fun to see these characters interact and do this shit and like yeah whether it's like Killer Croc or King Shark or whatever, like it's all fun. Like I'm having, like I'm laughing, and this sure. is like a fun like DC movie. But like it's not necessarily why I like DC.
0: Yeah, you know that's a big part of it.
1: But like I, I do think this movie was was good. It again, it it wasn't great for me. Yeah. Um, overlong. Yeah, overlong. The character shit is is great, but by the end of it, I'm like, so the dual point of action thing that I was this this bothers me, right? Where they do the scene where you have Rick Flagg and you have John Cena's character, right? They're having a confrontation and the whole situation of like, oh shit, you're here to cover up Amanda Waller's thing about like why Starro is here and all this other stuff and the government conspiracy of it all. And then it devolves really quickly. Rick Flagg dies. <gasps> it fucking sucks.
0: I hate that actually. Yeah, I it's hate pre- that he dies.
1: It's, it's pretty terrible. And you're like, holy shit, like I, I actually really liked Rick Flagg in this more than the original movie. Way more. And then it, Devolves pretty quickly, and then they're like, there's a scene where John Cena is about to shoot Ratcatcher 2, and then it pans back to a separate plane of action, which is Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, Polka Dot Man, all these other characters in the separate side of this fucking building. And oh. it adds 15 minutes to the movie, and we're like, personally, where I feel like they could have just done it, maybe done it together. It didn't need to be its own like separate plan of action, its own thing, because this is where the fat came and a lot of why I like James Gunn and why I like, a lot of why I like this movie is like it had a succinctness, it had humor to it, it had punch. And by the time he gets the third act, a lot of the punch is lost. Yeah, look at Guardians it's trying right? to
0: straddle too much. Guardians one is a very tight film. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, we're going to go back in time and do some crazy shit or talk yeah. about these characters or go see what's going on. No, it's all very straightforward, very, like, this is compact, it's tight, it makes sense, it leads into itself very well. Yeah, yeah th- this one I think is a little uh, a little less, uh, I won't say cohesive, it just feels scattershot mm-hmm. in some ways. And that's what kind of hurt it for me, too. I was just like, well, I'm getting a little bored here, because, like, I don't care about this. Like, <laughs> it's know? still good James Gunn. It's 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 great james gunn yeah. right but yeah there's something about su- the suicide squad where i was just like i feel like this is exactly the kind of movie you know what it is for me i told you this before i'm gonna say it for the podcast sure. people who somehow got through nine hours of new this. listeners new listeners of our longest podcast if this were the first like hard r gory take on dceu sure i think i would have fell in love with this but birds of prey already took the wind out of the sails where it's it's funny. It's irreverent. Uh, plenty of Margot Robbie. Fucking random violence. Random fucking cursing. It already did it right, so it takes some of the impact away from this movie. Where I feel like it's trying to be like, look, uh, we're kind of we're like a harder version of DCUU, <laughs> and we're we're weird, and we like focus on characters that people don't really know about. And I was like, yeah, that movie's called Birds of Prey. <laughs>
1: You might have missed it because you're sexist.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I feel about this movie. I was like, yo, Birds of Prey took the fucking wind out of your sails a little bit. It's a weird thing to say, but I think like that's what it is for me because mm-hmm. uh fucking Marvel reprogrammed me to look at things holistically instead of one by one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean,
1: I think that's that's a fair point. Um Yeah. I like Birds of Prey. And Kathy Anna is like this kind of like irreverent, like take on DC villain movies and like right. kind of the black label stuff of like, ooh, this isn't Batman yeah. just being good. Not I wish going, yeah. not going down on Catwoman, being good Batman. Like,
0: well, that should still happen. But it's like, we already <laughs> got our black label. This is just more black label. Exactly. And like,
1: <laughs> like, Birds of Prey is great, and this is different than that. Like, and there's been a lot of talk too of like James Gunn like now coming in, swooping and doing like the next Birds of Prey, right? And like taking over for Kathy Ann. It's like
0: No, I think James like, Gunn is one of my favorite uh, uh, women directors. <laughs> <laughs> like I
1: think like the original director should still do Birds of Prey too. Like, you can have these moments where, like, James Gunn, for sure, like, had a good time directing her in her siloed scenes of, like, you know, Escape and Red Flags and whatever she did in that. But, like, you know... <laughs> whatever I, happened in that like, film I think that, that I watched? <laughs> I think, that, like, the next, like, Birds of Prey should definitely be, like, yeah. again, either directed by
0: Catherine Yen or Margot Robbie, who knows? Listen, the best scene in this movie yeah. was when the, the Suicide Squad accidentally killed the good guys... <laughs> This is such a funny scene where they come. <laughs> it's to the like ma- a commando
1: scene. They come to the main island and there's this resistance group, and it's <laughs> John Cena and Idris Elba compete killing across this whole island, killing people. They're like oh, I did the better kill there. Oh, I shot a smaller shot there because like that's what I do. I shoot smaller shots, <laughs> and it's this funny bit. And they get to the main part where they come up with this ten of the of the resistance fighters in a red flag, and they're like oh where, you know what, what what did you guys come across and the one person's like oh where's my unit and they're just like oh uh w- you killed my entire
0: unit no and it was like no we didn't see anybody we didn't see anybody i said like we didn't see anybody on the way in <laughs> it's 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 so fucked it's one funny. of the best jokes in the it's one of the it's, best fits it's, in the it's whole so funny movie.
1: it's so it's great so well done but like i think james gunn's suicide squad is is good but i think by the end of it i kind of just lost stamina uh, I'm actually pretty excited to see like what his Guardians three will look like after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm glad he's back, James Gunn. You know,
0: James Gunn they, got a lot of the flack. Republicans tried to cancel him. They tried to harness the weapon that they hate the most, yeah. being canceled, and he came back like a fucking <laughs> phoenix. And he said, "Yeah, man, I made a lot of rape jokes, but you guys actually suck." that's james gunn <laughs> james gunn what's the last movie <laughs> on this three hour odyssey
1: this is crazy this is, is easily it? the longest podcast the safe room has ever
0: done whether wow. live or otherwise that other podcast we did about the game of the year 2019 i think it was the worst 2020 maybe this
1: is still the longest Is it really? but yeah. we're veering into like almost three and a half hour uh, territory
0: uh, sure um
1: and roommates i want to give you a full disclosure here i don't talk very honestly with you guys oh my god but i am drunk yes he is yep i am normal the last movie we're going to talk about here on the save room blockbuster movie fandango event is part of the rebuild series for evangelion 3.0 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> the Evangelion movie event that is streaming on Amazon yeah, man. right now. This,
0: this is yeah. the, the summer in review cap, right? Yeah. They, they threw it on Prime. It, what's funny is about that deal, <laughs> what's really funny about sure. that is, hey, like last year, May or maybe the year before, time doesn't mean anything. Uh, it was 2019, wasn't it? Where the original series ended up on Netflix. Yes. Including the two films afterwards one wasn't really a film it was more of like a uh, recap episode yes. <laughs> and then the other one was an actual film called End of Evangelion mm-hmm. these bitches didn't get the rebuild films <laughs> like fucking Bezos is out there going like if I'm going to space I'm taking the rebuilds with me <laughs> So, you paid for that shit, yeah. right? But yeah, it's this movie has been like, what, eight years in the making? Something crazy. Yeah, like basically. That. It's been forever since the last one came out. Um, I don't remember much of this film. We I decided, like many of the films on this list, I took an edible. <laughs> and we were also drinking, I think, like, what? Like, just harder drinks? <laughs> or something. We could have been drinking. There's no way to. We know. were drinking. And. I I have vague ideas of what occurred in this film. The things that really stand out was that there was a lot of penguins instead of one. Um, for some reason, Shinji fought his dad uh, within his own Eva. And apparently there's a Unit 13, which I'm pretty sure came up in the last movie, but I forgot. It looks yep. indistinguishable from Unit 1. <laughs> and they fought across <laughs> different locations from the series, including masato's apartment <laughs> which is like the imagery that stands out in my mind from this whole movie endeavor so
1: he, he's very much in the, the last scene of the movie oh where my like god like shinji and his dad are fighting across like every time event of yeah. the franchise yeah this movie
0: yeah what did it do for you
1: <sighs> so i think it was like the summer of 2019 where like when they put evangelion on netflix I watched all of it. Yep. I watched the movies. Yep. And then the rebuild movies, you had started buying at that point. You bought like the first one, second one, and then three.
0: Well, I had always owned. One and uh, two One and two Sure And I had to get three
1: after so yeah. yeah So one and two are interesting Because it's like a recontextualization Of what the original anime is Right One is
0: very in lockstep With what the like The first six or seven episodes Of yeah. the series are Actually arc. the first eight episodes Like through like yeah. Asuka's arc Yeah There's nothing yeah. that really varies there It's just like a different art style Almost a updated art style mm-hmm.
1: And then the second movie adds, like, Mari and a few other characters.
0: <laughs> Two decides to fucking back, like, backflip into lunacy, yeah. like, halfway through and be like, wait, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, it's like, are you expanding this or are you just fucking, like, changing this? And it's like, yeah, they changed it. They changed so, it like, a lot. <laughs> you and I have seen a lot of Evangelion. A yep. lot
1: of Evangelion together. We've seen the series. We've seen yep. end of Evangelion. We've seen right. this. We've seen the rebuild. And I don't think we know what's going on. Like, I still don't know what's going like, on. I love that. Like Heideckiano is finally like, yeah, I got a budget. I can finally make the vision that I always wanted right. to make. But th- it doesn't make it any less confusing.
0: No, it, it's, <laughs> it's very much like just like poetry in yeah, motion. Like visual basically. poetry. It, it, and it reminds me of Green Knight in the sense that it's like, I can't really believe what my eyes are seeing right now. Like yeah. some of the things are straightforward. Like, oh, third impact occurred oops and it's a big deal dude there's like the remnants of society are trying to figure out like well what the fuck do we do like what how do we live how do we go forward right that's my
1: favorite part of the movie it's
0: really good shit.
1: you have the opening situation of like uh mari and masato like this fucking like war-torn masato and yeah and Risco all from, from part three. She became
0: yeah. fucking Ahab for yeah, some like reason, like a like a fucking eye patch wearing Ahab. Yeah, her fucking shitty boyfriend who was always scummy decided to fucking blow up or explode into orange goo in part three, right? And now she's just like, I'm a hard ass now yeah. because my shitty boyfriend exploded. <laughs> like, they're in Paris. I think the, like,
1: organization was called, like, Willie or some shit like that. And they're yeah, doing it's Willie. Yeah. They're doing their own thing out there. They're yeah. trying to fucking stop, like, angels and, like, the fourth impact, basically. W- but
0: Whatever's going on. But yeah. you,
1: you pan to the—and this is my favorite part of the movie leading right. up to, like, the, the last, like, moments, obviously— This movie is, like, almost two and a half hours long, too. It's a pretty long long movie. It's a long, bitch. But, like, the scenes where, like, Asuka, Ray, and Shinji are together, like, basically having to go back to Tokyo and be like, wow, this is the aftermath of the third impact, right? Like, you have people living in hovels. Like, Tokyo, too, is gone. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all destroyed. And, like, they have to live with that. And you have these people who are living off the land and trying to, like you know, just find themselves in a new society. And it's, it's really compelling. And like, there are these like slower beaded moments between like the Paris, like moments of like, yeah, we're like a military unit and we're trying to take on these fucking angels. But like these like Americana moments are just like so good where it's like, Oh yeah.
0: Japanese Americana.
1: (laughs) It's like, it's Shinji dealing with his face. It's, it's a lot of Asuka wearing like fucking like military jackets and, and panties. Which is it's a little weird.
0: Yeah, it gets a little weird. There's a lot a of weird. like, hey, I'm just gonna lay in bed and fucking yeah. panty shot. There's like four film. shots of her just chilling in her panty. And I'm just like, like, Is she an adult yet? Or is yeah. are we still going for the weird So shit the the idea, idea of this like series. this
1: post third impact world is that it's like ten years later. So they're in their twenties.
0: But no, it's but like, okay. wasn't there like a time gap thing where it's like, Oh, we found Shinji and he didn't age. He's still fourteen. Good thank God, he's still a fourteen year old useless <laughs> yeah. piece of shit. Like like
1: in theory, they're in their twenties, but they're still okay. technically teenagers. Yeah, it's fucking weird. weird. Okay. The Japanese are weird.
0: Yeah, they, they are. I, they're not going to win on that one.
1: But like th- this build up <laughs> to like, okay, cool. Like you know, we got to stop the fourth impact. We got to stop like Mister Card. We got to stop fourth
0: impact. I we got to stop it. It all the stuff.
1: <laughs> and it's like there's this epic build up of like you know, a of us coming together and like that that fight, which is Shinji versus his dad is like, okay, like this is weird. It's cosmic. It's time Yeah.
0: For a show that's, like, not literal whatsoever, that's, like, the most literal interpretation of what the show is about, which is, like, it's just Shinji fighting his dad. (laughs) It's it's almost, like, what they wanted to do in, like, the 90s and 80s, but they couldn't do. Listen, this has, like, been the most, like, exacerbated fucking version of End of Evangelion. Yeah. Where it's, like, it kind of, like, arrives at the same point or has the same plot beats across these fucking, like, I, I would say... The latter two films, three and four, but it comes to a different conclusion, which I I was talking to you about this. I remember this because I don't remember much about this film, but I was like, (laughs) it feels like this is just Anno giving us like kind of an update about where he is in his mind. And it seems like he's in a better place. Apparently directing Shin Godzilla uh, (laughs) did a lot of good for him, right? Because he was just like... I think I can end this on a happy note instead of, um, you know, a naked 14-year-old girl becoming half of the size of the Earth again. Which does happen! <laughs> <laughs> like, it still happens. But it isn't the end of the story. And, like Asuka technically dies in this. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Technically dies. Technically dies. She dies in everything for some reason. Still bad. I always hate that. that they kill her. She's, like, one of my favorites.
1: She's a great character. Yeah. Like, she's a little, like, stubborn and bratty, but, like, you know...
0: She's, she's an asshole but she's an asshole for like a lot of good yeah, reasons
1: she's the best at what she does she's better than shinji who's like a little bitch boy
0: yeah and that's her frustration because yeah. it's like everyone makes a much ado about shinji and it's like yeah. well fucking why and she's over here like idiot shinji i'm the one that's competent yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy that you guys care about this idiot
1: but then you get somebody like mari who's like asuka plus
0: yeah my asuka <laughs> without the fucking pathos <laughs> yeah. is is basically mari which is and god damn it the, the way that this film ends is like bewildering but it's like i guess it's like 30, it's 30 a minutes. ending it's 30 minutes but it's like hey everyone grew up now except for the people that died sorry asuka and it's like well i guess mari and shinji are dating and he has she has a cute moment where she like hides his eyes yeah. and goes guess who and he's like glasses big boobs <laughs> And I'm just like, yep, that's how we end all of the depression and anguish and abrasive fucking storytelling that was the last 35 years of fucking Evangelion. We just ended with Glasses Big Boobs. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Fucking put a bow on that shit, didn't it? It's an amazing way to end it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? Like,
1: close thy book. Like, (laughs) Like, as a whole, like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I thought, like, the animation Yeah, style, it was amazing like, looking, yeah. The, the cinematography, like,
0: the script. Like, all of it was pretty good. It was, like, the best <laughs> of, like, the rebuild movies. But, it was. I do agree. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't hate this movie at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, like, calling out that it's just fucking Bizarre. bewildering yeah. nonsense. But also impactful and visually stimulating and oddly relatable in ways that shouldn't be. <laughs> like, which is always Evangelion, And with 10% less cicadas yeah i was really mad about that the cicadas didn't pop out until like the fucking like the final like situation oh yeah literally the two and a half hour mark we didn't get the cicadas and i was like what's going on here do you remember in the series when there was a 15 minute fucking cicada scene yeah that was episode four that was amazing we need more of that in this life
1: i like this i mean it feels like a like a fitting conclusion to the this the series and like
0: Ono's yeah. work and everything and it's like Definitely feels aligned with the rest of the fucking wild work that he's done, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, at least at this point he's had a budget for it, so, like, he can actually sure. complete the story that he wanted to do back in, like, the 90s. Finish the fight.
0: Yeah, I like, I, I want to watch it again. Same. I do. I want to watch it again and see if I get, like, a different thing. Because it's definitely one of those things that isn't just, like, yeah, here's a straightforward, you know, structured plot mm-hmm. of, like, what happens. It's like, nah, dude. You might get, like, different feelings from it, you know, when you watch it and different interpretations and whatnot so it's like that's always been kind of the the thing with this works right i think honestly the most straightforward part of all of evangelion is maybe like the first eight episodes of the show and then it just ventures off into just fucking uncharted territory that people are still analyzing to this day (laughs) you know which i like about the series i really do so like i think they play it
1: like the human instrumentality project and like kind of like very like i don't know close-handed ways probably like halfway through the series and then like the last for me it's like the last like five to ten episodes where i'm like all right you're getting into weird wanky territory and like being pretty hate the last few episodes yeah like you're getting very heady with this and it doesn't feel finished because obviously Mm. you ran out of budget for it but like when you're doing the core stuff of like Hey, these are like teenagers being raised as soldiers to fight these alien angels, right? And they're fucking avas and and do what they need to do. It's cool. It's anime as hell. But I feel like along the way, especially in the first part of this, the second part of the the original series, it loses some footing where I'm like,
0: yeah,
1: I, I don't know that you really completed the arc of what you're trying to tell me
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i can feel that i don't know i, I need to watch it again because i feel like i like the first two rebuild movies a lot yeah and then three loses me i think it's visually interesting but i'm just like this is way too fucking bonkers for me to like oh yeah really bite into and it then, got weird and then this one rains it back in while still being bonkers <laughs> well, the the only
1: rain in parts are literally like hey we're in japan in this like post third impact world and And we're big boobs we're being farmers and i love my glasses big boobs i love the farming part i was just like
0: what's going on here (laughs) man this is great i like it's interesting the idea that like no you know that these apocalypses aren't the end of everything yeah like it's like people might survive through it and they got to figure out what to do with themselves and i love that that movie
1: this movie does that where it's like hey what if we dealt with the people who had to deal with the aftermath sure it's like living in a post like avengers world of like damn they fucked up new york but like we still have to live
0: still gotta do right? it man
1: like i think of michael parts keaton of, like, what are you doing like yeah i think of that i think of uh yeah, um, yeah. i think of uh daredevil right of like yeah the avengers were through here but we still have to build our own society and it's it's interesting i don't know but like i liked it it was a good movie i don't remember
0: half of it but i liked it
1: no so that's the problem with a lot of these movies is that we uh we got drunk we, we, ab- we
0: abuse our bodies as we watch we films, abuse and baby. we go. Ah, I think that was good.
1: Yeah. I like it. I'm gonna put it on my fucking uh, Rotten Tomatoes account.
0: Put it on Rotten Tomatoes, you get a fucking eighty three. What's
1: what's the film account thing that everybody has?
0: Uh, Letterbox. Letterbox. Yeah, this is going on my Letterbox. This whole thing is a Letterbox. Yeah. This has been a Letterbox review for the movie Scream. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's the, it. I think that's our summer blockbuster event, dude. We are, we're almost crazy. four hours long. This, this is, is crazy. crazy. <laughs> we're as long as a fucking Anno movie. We're Jesus as long as crazy. an Anno
1: movie. We're as long as some podcasts that think they can do this. We couldn't do this. But we did it.
0: We don't deserve it. This is our rebuild. <laughs> but we've been doing this podcast for years, so fuck off.
1: Five years. Five years of same room. But
0: Five years
1: this has been good i think there are a few movies that like i still want to see by summer's end obviously right like um don't breathe Two just came out and
0: then mm. uh mix things i've heard mix things for sure
1: i mean i didn't think that sequel like think of like quiet place part two like where it, like, this doesn't quite need to happen yeah is this merited but sure you're gonna do it anyway and i'm gonna watch it sure sure So sure. <laughs> <That's laughs> they like, get you boy but i'll still watch it and then um candy man where it's like oh yeah i, oh, I definitely want to see this
0: and then of course the, uh, the rest of the marvel lineup yeah. I'm really fascinated with.
1: Yeah, Shang-Chi is like next month, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, the last trailer looked pretty cool. We actually got a pretty recent trailer for The Eternals, too. It's still, I don't know where yeah. to go with that one. It reminds me of like Guardians, where I'm just like, I don't know these people, but like, sure, put this film in front of me and I will decide if I'm invested.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if that's how I feel about it when we walk into it. I don't think yeah. this movie's going to do what Guardians
1: did. Oh, no. <laughs> Very, I mean, it has to reestablish the MCU, right? This is basically like the the cinematic kickoff for phase four outside of shang chi Uh, it's a a
0: big load to to bear i love well uh, as long as i have my green sash i can take on any load (laughs) 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 well guys thank you for listening to well nobody got to the end of this but thank you for listening to the save room summer blockbuster in review blockbuster special Brought to you by Blockbox. <laughs> this has been insane. <laughs> it sure has been. It's been very hot, too. I'm sweating all over my body. I actually got cooler over time. That, you're a lizard. I might be a lizard. You might be From a Florida. Well, we have cheesecake now.
1: Yo, we got, so we did a few breaks that you guys might not have noticed because yeah. of the edits, but like we got Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory. We got, we got white chocolate raspberry. It's going to oh, be bomb as god. fuck. Oh my god. But, hey, guys, this this has been fun. Thanks for listening. Um, This has been The Save Room, like Kevin said. Movie uh-huh. reviews, whatever. We didn't do the plug, but you can find us at multiple listening avenues. You can find us over at soundcloud.com slash The Save Room Show. You can find us over at Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and RSS feeds across the epic poem verse.
0: If you want to see his stream, you can catch me at twitch.tv slash the red herb or Daniel at twitch.tv slash dungeons and Daniels. And if you happen to tweet, sometimes you can find us us at
1: save room show. Tell us your favorite movie. Tell us your favorite scream queen
0: you're way drunker than me it's crazy tell us if you liked green night is that where my tolerance is I at? like i'm know. just kind of like wondering, let's get some food in you <laughs> i've had two beers so like the one beer i had
1: was the uh 20th anniversary stout yeah it was from, crazy looking from fremont brewery it was and way it was, too dark it was 12 percent way too dark yeah. for me i couldn't do it i did it and i love to the story i got a i got a t-shirt for it <laughs> i got be. a whole t-shirt for it guys. i just can't
0: tell if i'm in three or two That's your third. Okay. Yeah. The
1: fourth is going to happen. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Have a good night.
2: Good night. (laughs) One ya hence. (laughs) One podcast hence. (laughs)